The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, uh, Pat Gray, Unleashed, 888 900 3393. Roseanne, all over Twitter again. And first of all, I thought she was leaving Twitter. That's right. Yes. She said, I'm okay. I'm leaving Twitter now. Are you? And she's been, I think, on Twitter more than before <laughs> since she left Twitter. Anyway. Uh, You've said enough. She said, I, I, don't feel sorry for me, guys. I just want to apologize to the hundreds of people and wonderful writers, all liberal, talented actors who lost their jobs. That was my point yesterday. What, what about the other uh, 200 people who work on that show? Mm. You know, and again... I'll say it again. I don't even like Roseanne Barr. She, for some reason, she's been embraced by conservatives, I guess, just because she likes Trump. But she is not a conservative. She's a communist. She's a socialist. One of the platforms she ran on when she ran for president years ago was to bring back the guillotine for bankers who made too much money. She was serious about it. And not only do I not like Rosette, I don't like her show. I didn't, I didn't like it the first time around. I'm probably in the minority on that. And I wasn't interested this time either. In fact, you know, after hearing her spew her psycho nonsense for the last 15 years, I was less interested in her show this time than during the 80s and 90s. And obviously, I think we all understand that what Roseanne tweeted about Valerie Jarrett was stupid and it was reprehensible. We also understand that sometimes our free speech actually isn't free. It has a price. Like your job, severe backlash, shame. But how have we arrived at this place where someone tweets something stupid or says something foolish or rash without thinking and is immediately fired on the spot? And here we are now in this place of instant knee-jerk reaction. Uh, you know, even even though you said something we don't like on your own time, on your own Twitter feed, that had nothing to do with your job whatsoever. It wasn't on the network. It wasn't on television. <clears throat> it's on your own Twitter feed. Sorry, doesn't matter. You're out. And so are the several hundred people that used to be employed putting your show together. You're all just collateral damage. Oh, well, yeah, good luck. Go find a, another job. She said something stupid, so everybody pays for it. Hey, that just sucks. And it's not, it's not reasonable. We can't just talk about her tweet. We can't come to the conclusion that they were disgusting, give her a warning or tell her that was stupid and move on. No, because uh, hatred has no place in our society. Racism has no place in our society. Unless your hatred, unless your racism is directed at someone on the right or someone who is white, then it's got, it's got every place in our... I mean, Louis Farrakhan just said he just called for the end of white men. Have you heard a word about that? Probably not. Does anyone remember the soon-to-be president of the United States talking about his grandmother's fear of black people? 
when he said this. She is a uh, typical white person who, uh, you know, if she who, uh, sees somebody you know, on the street that she doesn't know, right? You know, there's so, a reaction that's reaction. been bred into bred uh, into our experiences. <laughs> Come on now. He just said typical. If you said typical black person, you'd be out. Just that uh-huh. would would cause you to lose your job. Even if it was a compliment about black people. Yep. Yep. Seriously. And it has been mm-hmm. on football broadcasts, and that didn't matter. They they were gone. Uh, and then when you say that something's been bred into the reaction, oh my gosh! Oh, the humanity! Not only did this guy not lose his job at the, that he had at the time, he became president of the United States. How about Hillary Clinton? Did she lose her job when she said this? As I introduce her, I want to end with her favorite quote, because I love this quote. It's from Mahatma Gandhi. Uh-huh. He ran a gas station down in uh, St. Louis for a couple of Wait, years. Wait, what? <laughs> Mr. Gandhi, you still go to the gas station? A lot of wisdom comes out of that gas station. Uh, that's so funny, because, uh, you know, all people from India work at gas stations, so Gandhi was a- obviously a gas station attendant. <laughs> she lose her job for that? Nope. No, she sure didn't. Did Joe Biden lose his job after he said this? The largest growth in population is Indian Americans moving from India. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts Uh unless you have a slight Indian accent. Hmm. I'm not joking. He's not not joking. He's actually a racist. He's a serious, (laughs) serious racist. He's not joking. (laughs) For him, it didn't stop there. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African-American. Yeah. Wow, who is yeah. articulate and bright, bright. And, and clean, clean. nice-looking guy. Nice-looking. I mean, that's a storybook, man. That's a storybook, man. That doesn't happen with black people. The first clean black man. <laughs> what in the world? Not only did he survive that, as U.S. Senator, he became the running mate of the guy he was talking about. <laughs> Unreal. Unbelievable. Mm. Harry Reid, when he sent a majority leader said Obama has a shot to become president because he's a light-skinned African-American with no Negro dialect unless he wants to have one. Are you kidding me? He lose his job? No. Did everybody go insane on him? No. No, they didn't. In each case, there was no fallout from these extreme left-wing darlings. They, all, they might have said at the time, oh, yeah, we could have chosen our words better, and everything was fine. All was forgiven, all was forgotten. And again, I I realize freedom of speech generally means the government can't punish you for saying things it doesn't like. But neither should you automatically lose your livelihood for saying something that most people find offensive. Yeah, private businesses have the right to make that judgment. It's just that all too often, they make the wrong judgment. I just think we need to be less sensitive here. And... Maybe get back to free speech being a tiny bit freer than it currently is. It costs a lot right now. Am I wrong? I mean, does every slip up deserve that kind of extreme punishment? ah, Man, I, I don't think so. And again, there's no concern at all for the other people on that show. I mean, John Goodman's going to be fine. He'll get another role. But what about the other actors that play her daughter and 
son, you know, the sister. You never see them in anything. What about the camera people and the writers and everybody who works on that show out of a gig now? All because of a tweet. I, I just don't. It's not worth it. I, I don't. I don't think. I, it's just ridiculous. The punishment doesn't fit the crime here. They have her apologize, and she did. You know, she's come around to an actual apology to Valerie, Valerie Jarrett. And I mean, should she have known better? Of course, but she's crazy. I think the uh, makers of Ambien have to take some fall here as well, because that's uh, clearly who's at fault. As 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 Roseanne told us, Ambien made her do that. Is that what she's saying? That's now? what she said. That's what she said in a so, tweet. Ambien she's, made her do that. Yeah, yeah. She said she was. Uh, I missed that tweet. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Well, that's great. I'll find that for you. Yeah. So Ambien made her. Ambien do made her do that. Yeah, that's what it was. Well, Ambien. Uh, can mm-hmm. screw you up oh, a little bit. I I have you know? personal experience with it. I've never um, mm. thought, wow, be a good time for a racist tweet right about now. No, um, but things have looked bizarre, like on TV or whatever, while I was on it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find the exact uh, phrase of the tweet, but uh, she did say that um, it was two in the morning, mm-hmm. and I was ambient tweeting. It was Memorial Day too. I went too far. Please don't use the number two for T-O-O. You have plenty of characters, Roseanne. It was Memorial Day, too. I went too far and do not want it defended. It was egregious and defensible. But she said she was ambient tweeting. So so that's kind of a defense, actually. <laughs> okay. I, don't, I don't want to defend it? it, but I'm defending it right now because <laughs> okay. it was an ambient tweet. Hashtag ambient made me do it. And that's the hashtag for the day. Hashtag turn your phone off um, mm. before you start taking drugs or something. Ambient made her do it. Yeah. Fact, uh, I, usually Ambien makes you sleep, yeah. not tweet. But uh, well, maybe a, that's just me. So I think that's. Uh, mm. I think you need to come up with an excuse in your life today, wherever you're at, maybe on the job, at home, if you're mm-hmm. getting in an argument with your spouse, something like that, and just say, look, Ambien, hashtag. Ambien made me do it. Ambien made me do it. All right. Okay. Good, good, <laughs> good publicity for Ambien, too, because yeah. I'm sure they love this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I remember uh, taking Ambien before a sleep test. I had a sleep test, I don't know, 10 years ago or something. And uh, I couldn't sleep the first night. They gave me one sleeping pill. I don't know if it was Ambien. Uh-huh. And it, I didn't sleep. And so the next night I came back because I had to... You know, sleep. What kind of bed do they put you in? Maybe that's part of it. Is it a normal bed? Or it wasn't it a-, a Casper bed, I'll tell okay. you that. It was not <laughs> like a Casper bed. Like a hospital bed. type? Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Boy. More like that. So the next night I go, and they give me two Ambien. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, this, <laughs> this stuff doesn't work on me. And so I took them both. Uh-huh. And I was supposed to, you know, get undressed, get ready, and they were going to come in and hook up all these things to me later on. And wow, the next thing I knew, I was completely passed out and i i look up in a hazy fog and i see people working like attaching things to me and taking my clothes off yeah. and moving my arms around and wow. i had no control over wow, it. you usually have to pay extra for that kind of treatment but then, okay i know and then the next the next thing i knew it was six o'clock in the morning time to go to work it was amazing you weren't, I, you weren't sore were you no okay good no i had not been assaulted well, good um that's that's fun but i did sleep 
and got the sleep test done. So uh, my Ambien made me sleep. Uh-huh. I remember I was I don't know if I was watching Bonanza or some sort of black and white western and I was on Ambien. It was when I worked in Houston for you and I needed to get to sleep because we got up early the next morning for really work. Really early. Yeah. And I just for whatever reason I could not sleep. I took an Ambien. I swear the the show came out of the TV. It was in the room. It was like all around my head. It was wild. I thought this is a black and white show. If this had actually been some sort of HD, what would I have been? That that stuff can weird you out. Mm-hmm. It, it's powerful. It was something it's, else. So the hashtag Ambien made me do it. I, huh. There's something to that. Okay. Now, whether it made her tweet or not, I, I don't know. Make her a racist? I, I don't know. Okay. All right. Summer's here, and of course, not only is it 155 degrees. In the shade. In the shade. <laughs> uh, but... You know, it's time to fly your flags in the summertime. All kinds of flags out for Memorial Day. And we have uh, Flag Day coming up June 14th. You want to be ready for that. We've got 4th of July, of course, coming up. You want to be ready for that. CollinsFlags.com is where you can get quality American and military flags that are made right here in America. Collins Flags is committed to offering the highest quality flags at wholesale pricing. There's not a flag they don't have. They have, they have it all. Highest quality American flags, uh, state flags, military flags, your favorite sports team flags, they have them. All orders are shipped within 24 hours, and shipping's free on orders over $75. Great Midwestern company, great Midwestern values, and we're proud to have them as a sponsor. Right now, they have a special offer for Blaze listeners only. If you use the promo code Blaze, you'll get an extra 15% discount. Promo code BLAZE, 15% off your order, plus free shipping on orders over $75. They also have a social media promotion, too, right now, where you can enter for a chance to win a free American flag. Post your best flag picture on social media. Use the hashtag MyFlagDisplay2018. CollinsFlags.com. Call them at 800-950-4061 if you'd rather use the phone or go to CollinsFlags.com. Dot com and order yours right now. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. The makers of Ambien have responded <laughs> to uh, Roseanne Barr's hashtag Ambien made me do it. Uh, makers of Ambien have tweeted out, uh, racism is not a known side effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a strong rebuke there. There it is. Oh, Ouch. And, you know, has, has Roseanne been known as a racist in the past, or is it just this one thing? I, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, she's crazy. But see, in the past, people just thought she was a Hollywood liberal, so yes. it didn't matter. And she is. No one paid attention she's to a, what she said. A Hollywood liberal who, for some reason, gravitated to Trump. I don't know what the reason. I don't know what her deal is because uh, her politics are not conservative. Um, but. 
Everybody thought she was a Hollywood liberal until she liked Trump. And now, all of a sudden, she's a darling of the right. Now she's under a microscope. So weird. Yeah, she is. Yes. uh, Welcome to the club. (laughs) But at least she gets a taste of what it's like to be on the right, Mm -hmm. even though she's not. But, I mean, the, uh, the justice is swift and unmerciful. Oh, we have a new term for social justice. Mm. Social media. Ju- okay, yeah. never mind. <laughs> nah, it didn't, it didn't work. We'll have to think that through okay, a little bit yeah, okay. and then uh, maybe go back to it. Yeah, we'll work on it. Um, apparently, the White House's silence on where Melania has been since she got out of the hospital with a kidney thing uh, has led to some conspiracy theories that she's okay. left the White House, moved back to New York City. She's cooperating with special counsel Robert Mueller. I guarantee she's not doing that. Uh-huh. And I guarantee she's not doing this either. She's holed up with the Obamas working on a tell-all book about her husband. Or she had a secret nip and tuck, in which case she's just hiding away while she heals. <laughs> okay. Did you actually see her at the NASCAR yeah, yeah. event that Trump spoke at? You know that thing we talked about Wasn't last that after week? she got out of the hospital? It was, because I know she was there. I just remember that. Um but when he was doing his little uh, dig at the NFL during the NASCAR uh-huh. uh, trophy, uh, congratulations! Are you sure thing. she was there? Uh, I am, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check. Verify All right, White House. Yeah. yeah. All right. Find your little image here. Hang on, just maybe you could have made sure before you spoke out so boldly that yeah, I'm sure she was there. I'm I'm positive she was there. <laughs> okay, but All I'm right. gonna verify. Trust but verify. Okay. Yeah. All right. How about that? Seems reasonable. And I'm looking All right. for the picture that I know I saw the video of last week. And for some, some reason, it's taking a really long time. Uh, so, <sighs> kind of wondering if you're really as sure as you thought you were. 888 <laughs> <clears throat> uh, The RFK shooting in 1968. We're coming up on the 50-year anniversary. And um, just before Christmas, Robert... Robert Kennedy Jr. visited uh, killer Sirhan Sirhan in prison at the California State Prison Complex outside San Diego and met with him for three hours while his wife waited in the car. Now, if I, if I took my wife to a meeting I was going to attend where she couldn't be and I said, hey, just wait for me in the car. And it was three hours later I'm not sure I'd be married the next day. So uh, apparently he's got a very understanding wife. Anyway, hmm. he, he met with Sirhan Sirhan, the guy who, <clears throat> you know, was put in prison for killing his father. And he came out believing he's not the guy who killed his father. Have you ever, are you familiar with the controversy around uh, <laughs> RFK a, Jr.'s assassination? I, I thought that was just I thought it was up. cut and dry. Yeah. Sirhan Sirhan shot him. What? It's uh, shot him in the head. It's pretty clear cut. The mm-hmm. guy was caught with the gun in his hand. Uh, he was wrestled to the ground. Rosie Greer, who was a uh, big tackle, defensive tackle with the Los Angeles Rams, pulled the gun out of his hand uh, and then protected Sirhan Sirhan, by the way, because the other people <clears throat> who were there wanted to tear him in half. Oh, wow. Um, but... I didn't realize that for the last 50 years, there's been a lot of controversy over this because of a couple of things. First of all, RFK was shot from behind, uh, including the fatal bullet that, that hit him right behind the ear. And Sirhan Sirhan was in front of him. 
So how does that work? Wow. Also, he had a, a handgun that had eight bullets, period. Well, a ballistics expert listened very carefully to the shots being fired, and uh, they had some special equipment that they concluded there were at least 13 shots. Well, Sirhan Sirhan couldn't have fired 13 shots. He only had eight. So they believe there was a second shooter. (laughs) What? Isn't that something? And he was shot from close range behind because there was powder burns on his hair, his coat, and his neck. Uh, and many witnesses claim Sirhan Sirhan never got close to him. Is that uh, strange? Everything you know is wrong. I know. I can't. I know. It. <laughs> it is unbelievable. I'm reading this, I mean, really lengthy article mm-hmm. about RFK Jr.'s experience and, and his journey here to come up with the fact that Sirhan Sirhan didn't kill his father. And, I mean, in the first three quarters of the article, they had me convinced. I'm like, wow, why is nobody doing anything about this? This guy's been languishing in prison for 50 years. Now, he should be languishing in prison because clearly he shot some of the people who were shot that day. He shot Paul Schrady in the head, who is an aide to uh, RFK, RFK. Um, he survived. Everybody else survived, but there were several people shot besides RFK. RFK was the only one killed. Um, and Paul Schrady, the first person shot in that hotel in the kitchen area, he is the guy who has been spearheading this effort Oh, that uh, Sirhan Sirhan is not the assassin of RFK. So someone who was actually there and says, that's not what happened. Not somebody yeah. runs a website in their right. parents' basement somewhere. Right. This is a guy who was actually present is saying, you guys have it wrong. You've had it wrong for 50 years. Yeah. Wow. Since something like 1971 or 1973, Paul Schrady has believed there was a second shooter. And he believes that, he actually does believe Sir Hans Sirhan shot him. But he doesn't believe Sir Hans Sirhan shot RFK. Because it came from behind. So, you know, as you read this article in the in the post, you're like, well, what? How is this possible that they bungled this investigation so badly? At the end of the article, you find a different ballistics guy who says, no, what he heard there was pinging off the walls. It was, there were echoes. There were only eight shots. Mm. And what happened was, Paul Schrady was shot. He fell into RFK. RFK, as soon as as soon as he heard the first shot, kind of turned around, and supposedly, uh, the theory is that Sirhan Sirhan leaned into him and shot him when he turned around, and that's how he got shot in the back of the head when Sirhan Sirhan was was in front of him. Which seems logical too, except for the witnesses who said he never got near him. Right, and you got to listen to those people. Um, I, I need to find that. We got to see this video because I know there's right. Video. There's there, there are videos. Yeah, there's yeah. multiple. Videos. I just I just never sat there and analyzed. I, I was like, either. oh wow, there he is getting shot in the kitchen. And so you should be able to see him turn around if in yeah. fact he turned around. Uh, I would imagine. We're find that. And I know that there was chaos and people are going everywhere and the cameras are going up and down and you can't tell very well. Mm-hmm. But you got to be able to tell whether there was whether RFK 
even looked around behind him. Mm-hmm. You know what his last words were? This is amazing. Guy's just been shot four times, including in the back of the head. His his last words were, is everybody okay? Oh, no. I didn't. Is Paul all right? Oh, my goodness. Last thing he ever said. Is that amazing? Not, hey, am I going to be okay? What happened oh. to me? Is everybody okay? Is Paul all right? Amazing. That is... Amazing. Triple hmm. uh, Eight. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm kind of left kind of somewhere in between. <laughs> when I talked about this on Glenn's show, uh, Stu asked me on a scale of 1 to 10, where's my belief on this conspiracy? I mean, it's probably about a 5. Mm. I'd say I'm about halfway there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could go either way, frankly. Triple Eight, 933 Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network. All right. Anything to this RFK conspiracy theory? I'm about halfway there, I think. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd say I'm at, at about a 5. Because I was at a 9 about two-thirds of the way or three-quarters of the way through the article. And then they started explaining uh, the other side of it. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. Well, that could could have happened, too. I, I don't know. Uh, Ron in Texas. Thinks we've uh, we've left some things out. Hey, Ron, go ahead. Yes. Uh, well, you know, there there's conspiracy and then there's facts. So mm-hmm. you stay away from the conspiracy and look at some of the facts that are out there, which have been there for a long while. Starting with when he's talking to the crowd, you can see this in the video when he's talking to the crowd. Mm-hmm. They've won California and on to Chicago and less win there. Now he and his wife and everyone turned to leave the place. It was already pre-planned. However, if you're watching, you'll see where they call him back and have him leave the other way. The way he's led is the way where Sirhan is. If he had went the way that was planned, this would never have happened. Why, why didn't they go the way they planned? Don't know. Any idea? There's, no, that's, that's part of the, the that's stuff. Part of the, the, part of the stuff you can't get, get from them. Uh, that is bizarre. <laughs> he gets in there. You and, know, and, and it should also be noted that Sirhan Sirhan came into that area. And just stood there and waited for him. And he asked the hotel staff, hey, is, uh, is RFK coming through this area? Right. Yeah, we think so. So he just stood there and waited with his gun, ready to assassinate him. I mean, but how could they even say that when he wasn't supposed to come that way? Everyone knew he was I don't going the other way. I don't know. How could they? And, he was, and also, and he where was, was also seen with a lady, a polka dot dress lady in there. Everybody saw her. And people yeah. talk about her. Once everything came down, they started looking for her. They couldn't find her. Hmm. And she had been spotted leaving the place in a hurry just before the shooting took place. And she was never has never been found. Really? There was an officer, an off-duty officer behind. Uh, remember, he went the wrong way. Yeah. And after he gets in the, the, the swinging doors, there's a, a police officer, off-duty police officer behind him. This is fact. Behind him. When the shooting started, he didn't get hit. Other people got hit first. Right. He, he did go to move, 
and the police officer behind him drew his gun, and they say that it went off. Now, this is something that the people there, the security and all, what do you call it, the Secret Service, they all came up to him. And they were satisfied that he didn't injure the, but the, the, here's the thing. The gun was never tested. It was never found again. It disappeared. The cop's gun? Yeah. The really? one that was behind him that, that people are saying, this is the one that shot him. That's really strange. That was not, yeah. that was not in the Post article. Uh, well, no, it's not. The, a whole lot of what's been shown recently, and they just had this on uh, 2020 or something this past week, and I watched it, and some of it was new, but most of it's old stuff that you could really spend a lot of time looking back, but stay away from the controversy and just look at the facts. Yeah, so what 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 are your thoughts? I mean, Sirhan Sirhan uh, just shot him, is that what you believe? More, more, more so than, than JFK, Sirhan Sirhan did not shoot him. Did not shoot him? Did not shoot him. He was a patsy. Wow. Okay. Uh, now, as far as Do you the believe the uh, hypnosis thing? That well, he was... it's just getting to, you know, the Manchurian candidate situation. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know what the government can do. I don't know if I really want to know what they can do. <laughs> okay? Yeah. I don't think I want to talk to them because yeah. the things that I have read <laughs> that they have done is frightening. It's it's just frightening. Like a show I just watched not too long ago about something that happened in Alaska where they were going to go ahead and set off a nuclear bomb to get some oil out of the ground or something. They decided not to do it. This was years ago. It's a good decision. Yeah, but yeah. they were going to do it anyway just to see how the radiation fallout would affect the people. Now, that had to be a long time ago. I know they used to yes, do that this kind was of a stuff. long time ago, but just to yeah. know that, yeah. LSD, how did it come about? Yeah. See, so there's things we don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are always, don't, there's definitely things we don't know. And I don't understand the Manchurian candidate situation, but do I believe it's possible? Yes. And it's not hard for someone to use a patsy. That's interesting. So you and, absolutely believe, and I, I don't blame you because there's a lot of uh, weird facts surrounding this case. But right. you absolutely believe that Sirhan Sirhan did not assassinate he, RFK. He was not the one that, he was not the one that killed, shot him from the back. Do you think it was the cop and he did it accidentally? No, I don't think it was accidentally. I oh, think, you think the cop shot I him on that, purpose? Yeah, I think he was the one that was was the one that was. was oh wow! Good. Yeah, I think you know. Wow. Like I say, you have to start with the the, the the fact that he when he was on stage, it was already pre-planned how they were leaving. Yeah. If you go back and Very you just strange. watch that, you'll see them have him turn around. He now thought to leave a different way. Yeah. He was planned to leave another way. Why would they lead him? It's a really good question. Was. Really good question. I mean, they wouldn't, right? That's fact. That's yeah. not a controversy. That's fact. It happened. Yeah. Why did it happen? I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah. you're right. Because they, they do go, he starts going one direction and then they switch and go a yep. separate direction. Yeah, I have seen that many guard. times. Yep. Yeah, uh, caught him off guard. Caught everybody off guard. Why? Yeah. Why? What's the purpose? I don't know. You know? Really yeah. weird. Appreciate that's it. where all the shootings took place. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ron. Appreciate it. Uh, and why did security? I, I mean, you've got you've got the lead candidate for president of the United States. This guy was probably going to win. Yeah, he was certainly going to win the Democrat nomination, mm-hmm. and he probably would have beaten Nixon uh, to become president in 1968. Um, instead, Hubert Humphrey ran against Nixon and got his butt kicked. Mm-hmm. Um, Hubert Humphrey was a pretty piss poor uh, replacement for RFK. 
RFK Jr. was incredibly popular. He had, you know, all the sympathy from his brother's time. He had uh, his war against the mobs. Uh, he was well-respected. He, he, he was... So much so that a sitting a president, LBJ, <clears throat> refused to run against him. Right. He saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. And, and, and so you've got security guarding this guy that's so bad that you allow a, a Palestinian Christian who hates Israel and hates RFK. You don't even know that he's in the area waiting for him? And he's in the area where you're going to take him through? How does that make any sense at all? It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. And it, I don't think it could happen today. Uh, I think the Secret Service um, would have that area secured, right? They'd have that area secured and blocks around it. I remember when um, we worked in New York and Obama would come to Manhattan. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> it was such a nightmare because the Secret Service shut down everything. I mean, you couldn't get anywhere near the building where Obama was. You Wait. couldn't get anywhere near it. You couldn't walk near Thank it. Thank you. you. That's what I was going to say. It didn't you, matter what mode of transportation no. you were taking, even if it was your feet. You, even if it's your legs, you got to walk all the way around and go a different way. <laughs> you can't go, you can't drive by it. You can't walk by it. And you certainly can't get to it. So not only do they shut down where the president is, but they shut down the surrounding area where the president is. And they do that for for presidential candidates now, too. So this couldn't happen today. I don't understand how it happened in 1968. Especially that, that seems the brother of the guy who was assassinated on national TV five years before. Yeah, well, not just that. You had him five years before. You had MLK two months before. Unbelievable. And then you have another assassination? What is, what's the matter with you? <laughs> Jeez, oh. you guys are really bad at your jobs. Uh-huh. Or, or there's something else going on here, and it was done on purpose. I don't know. Huh. And again, this is the first I've ever heard of it was this week. Put that in your pipe. Uh-huh. And don't forget to use the hashtag. Ambien made me do it. Oh, and then that one too. Yeah. Maybe that's... Oh uh-huh. my goodness. You may be onto something. Was bad. Ambien available in 1968? No, but maybe something was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe something was. Twinkies were. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Hashtag what about the Twinkie defense? Twinkies made me do it? Mm-hmm. Oh, Ambien 88. So, yeah, yeah, I knew that was Darn it. later on. I'm surprised crack- it was that uh, soon, though. I thought Ambien was pretty new. Uh, let me ask you this, Keith. Have you found the photo of Melania Trump with the president at the NASCAR event? Uh, certainly you've had time to now locate that picture when you were so sure she was there. Um, still, uh, still looking. Still okay. looking is right. what, what's happening with right. research. I mean, there's a lot of research involved in trying to find a picture yeah, it's, it's hard to do. Hard to find a and picture. You have a website that you lady. might use to try to find <clears throat> such a picture. <clears throat> it's such an obscure event. NASCAR yeah. uh, president gave a big speech there. It'd mm-hmm. be a tough, tough thing to find yeah, a photo I don't of that. How that stuff works on the internet. Uh, Donna in Indiana, you're on the blaze. Hi. It's so good to see you. I hope you're doing better. I am. Um, Thank you. Uh, I've been there. I had five of those procedures. <laughs> oh man, it's not fun. No, but, they're not. Um, uh, closest thing you'll ever come to childbirth, but I digress. <laughs> I was a, a Catholic um, senior in uh, private school, St. Mary's Academy, in Indianapolis, 
and Robert Kennedy was in Indianapolis mm-hmm. running for the presidency, and he was everywhere. And it was 1968, and so he was in an open convertible, and he went from downtown Indianapolis to the outskirts like a five-mile stint Jeez. in an open car. That's so weird since his, his brother was killed that way. It's just bizarre that he would do that. And we had wow. senior day, and he was across the street. And so we walked over, the eight of us, to shake his hand. I'm sure Secret Service was in, you know, insane at that point. But, you know, we were Catholic schoolgirls, too, you know, so what are uh-huh. we going to do to Senator Kennedy? Yeah. And we got to shake his hand. He was very pleasant, very kind, very much a people person. But one of the incredible things he did, our high school was integrated. The Sisters of St. Francis had done that in the 1940s. So Martin Luther King meant something to us. And mm-hmm. when he was killed that night, Robert Kennedy was to give a speech and he gave one of the most profound speeches. Uh, and one of, one of the lines in the speech was, because they were afraid that, you know, the city was going to explode. And a lot of cities did in, in the United States. And he said, I know exactly how you feel. A white man killed my brother. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was an incredible speech. Uh, and we didn't have any issues in Indianapolis. And, and that was, I credit it to the people of Indianapolis, but also to Robert Kennedy and, um, you know, the better sides of our nature. Yep. And it, it was just incredible. And then he was shot and he died the day we graduated from high school. Mm. And we were just all sitting in church, just numb because we had watched the man for two months and yeah. Um, you know, President Kennedy meant something if you were Irish and you were Catholic, because that was, you know, they never thought a Catholic and an Irishman could be president. Right. And, you know, that was one barrier that was knocked down. So um, do I believe in the conspiracy? No. I would like to know who paid Sir Han Sirhan, because I, I it's, it, doesn't jive real well with me that he got there and uh, I'm a, I became a history teacher. So, you know, they took him through the kitchen. Supposedly they were going to do an interview and they wanted to do it quickly. Everybody was tired. So they took a shortcut. Yeah. Um, is Roosevelt Greer alive anymore? He was there. Rosie. Yeah. I think he would certainly I, know. I think he actually is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I think Rosie Greer is Robert. alive. I think he yeah. cradled Senator 85. Kennedy's head. Mm-hmm. 85 years yeah. old? Yeah, he, uh, he did. Um, and he uh, wrestled the gun out of Sir Hans, Sir Hans' hand. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks, Donna. Uh, fascinating stuff. He, Rosie Greer was an interesting character because not only was he a uh, uh, superstar in the NFL, but he was one of the bodyguards for uh, RFK. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was very close to, uh, to RFK. And he he says, I just I just watched something from him, too, because I thought, well, Rosie Greer is not even mentioned in the Washington Post article. So I looked for anything uh, that he said about that day uh, recently. And he he said that RFK was supposed to wait for security to go ahead of him. But when he was done with the speech, he just jumped down and took off. 
and so everybody else was trying to catch up to him at the time, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, especially when somebody's just killed his brother five years prior. Somebody has just killed MLK two months before. Uh, let security do their thing, you know. Let them go out in front of this, and apparently that's not what he did. But that's according to Rosie Greer. But he wasn't he wasn't out in front of it, so he missed a lot of it. By the time he got there, the shots were already being fired. And he grabbed Sirhan Sirhan and lifted him up on the stage and threw him on a table and then wrenched the gun out of his hand. Wow. Strong guy. That. Yeah, he was yeah. a powerful man. Triple eight. Uh, 93 uh, joined now by Brad Staggs, and I'm sure we're going to hear about your wax. Well, I, you know what I thought I would do today is just talk about the essentials that you need for summer. <clears throat> okay. Uh, and uh, the things that you need to have around. Okay, here we go. Number one. Number one. Cookies. Yes. You need to have cookies around for summer. I mean, that's... It goes without saying. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of... I, I almost hate saying that because it's so obvious. Um, and sparkling water. Sparkling water is important. Trying to cut down on the, on the diet... Soft drinks. Okay. I mean, is that, that's weird. So water and cookies. Yeah, water and cookies. You need those. Now, some things you also need, aloe, you know, for sunburns. Okay. The, the aloe, if you have an aloe plant, it actually works very well. You just break off a little. Is there a test layer? Uh, this is getting kind of long. There might be. Okay. I mean, it's, it's all five things. Band-aids. Okay. You need Band-Aids. Oh, I definitely. Kit. I'm because, injury prone. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, especially you. Okay. And I was thinking more of like, blisters and things, but mm. you know. But it's it's a good idea, and also you should have the Wax RX system. Uh, yes. You should have that sitting it, it, as as much as you need to have band aids standing by mm-hmm. for any of life's little emergencies. And aloe. You should also and aloe, and cookies and water and sparkling, not just water, sparkling water. Because oh, water is boring. Let's yeah, face it, it's that. just water <laughs> boring. But you also need to have the Wax RX system. You may not use it tomorrow. You may not use it today. You may not use it next week. Yeah. But if it's sitting there underneath uh, your you know your, the cabinet in the bathroom. Or in the medicine chair, wherever you want to keep it, keep it anywhere you want. It's I your keep house. It, I keep it in my uh, underwear drawer. That's a good place for it. Well, I would probably recommend that you don't fill up the squirt bottle before you do that because it's probably going to have to be laying on its side. Sure. And then you're going to be putting sure. on wet underwear, and no one likes to wear wet underwear. I'm no longer part of this conversation. You uh, just just to remind you, <laughs> you brought it up. So, with that said, I would just encourage you to have these things on hand yeah. as part of your summer emergency kit. Uh, you can get at least one of them by going to usewaxrx.com. And if you use promo code radio, you'll get free standard shipping. Start your collection today. Start your emergency kit today. Go to usewaxrx.com and use promo code radio. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. So, Sirhan Sirhan was captured immediately when he shot uh, RFK. He had a 22 caliber revolver in his hand. Carl Euchre, an ambassador hotel maitre d' who was escorting Kennedy through the pantry, testified that he grabbed Sirhan's wrist and pinned it down after two shots and that Sirhan continued to fire wildly while being held down, never getting close to Kennedy. An ambassador waiter... And a Kennedy aide also said they, too, tackled Sirhan after two or three shots. So 
he he didn't fire eight at at JFK or RFK, let alone thirteen. Uh, several other witnesses also said Sirhan was not close enough to place the gun against Kennedy's back, and uh, that's that's where famed L.A. coroner Thomas Noguchi found the powder burns on the senator's jacket and his hair, indicating shots fired at close range. So these witnesses provide more proof for those who insist that a second gunman was involved. Really strange. So that, strange. That we're hearing all this, you know, and the Washington Post does this story after 50 years. But I guess that's when the truth, you know, could maybe come out, although it's not going to. Um, it, it's just like the, the JFK stuff. We still, they still won't release that, even though President Trump last year, what, what was that, like six or eight months ago, when he was supposed to release all those, all those, uh, <laughs> all the information. Right. Because it was time and everybody was dead and why not? <laughs> so uh, because of state secrets, they still won't release it all. Yeah, was it the next delay another five years or so? Yeah. And, and we don't know who the president's going to be, what their right. sensibilities will be on that, and so we still don't know when we're going to get everything. Yeah, and, and here we are at 50 years with RFK, and we still don't know definitively. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's fascinating to me because I just thought... I was really young when this happened, so I, I didn't know that much about it at the time. I'm just looking back on it from a historic point of view and what I learned in school. And uh, well, I thought Sirhan Sirhan killed him. It was open shut. Everybody knew that. Yeah. And that was the guy. They got him. He's in jail. That's the story. He was originally given the death penalty. Then that was commuted to life because California. Uh, <laughs> There's another hashtag <laughs> waiting to happen because California. Because California. <laughs> And so the guy's just been rotting in jail ever since. Still alive. 74 years old. 74? Yeah, I was going to look that up. Wow. Yeah. He was uh, 24 at the time and uh, hated Israel. And RFK was being friendly to Israel. So, uh, and he was, he's not a Muslim. He's, he's a, he was a uh, Christian Palestinian. So, I don't know. It, it seemed like a cut and dry case. The guy hated RFK he had the note on him that uh, RFK had to die. He stood in front of him, fired the shots. I thought it was a done deal. And then this comes out. Hmm. Interesting, though, there are others who have been following this a little bit little bit more closely and have known about these uh, controversies for probably a long time. Hmm. I, I, this Paul Schrady has been doing this since 19, either 71 or 73. And he was shot in the head by Sirhan Sirhan. And still doesn't believe that he fired the shots that killed RFK. I mean, that's really somebody you've got to be listening to. I would think so. Who was closer? Right. <laughs> right. Hmm. Wow. And it's very strange that when you look for the, when you look for, uh, the video, the video always seems to show the crowd, and then there's a commotion, and then you see him on the floor. Yeah. You never see the shooting. How is that possible? Yeah, I mean, surely somebody in the crowd had a cell phone. They were rolling lots of okay. angles and well, stuff. No, right? they didn't have cell phones. But how many TV cameras oh. were there? How many? Yeah, and why is it uh, edited like that? Eight millimeter cameras were there. What? I mean, what's with that edit? Too? I don't know. That is just strange. Weird. Really. I've weird. never stopped to think about it until today. Thank you so much for ruining and rocking my world today. Mm-hmm. 
That's but, what I'm here for today. Yeah, I mean, seriously, it's just, I don't like unanswered questions, and this I wasn't either. a question when I woke up this morning, so shame on you. And now it is. Now I've got something else clogging my brain. Pet so, brain. in 1975, they convened a panel of seven forensic experts who examined three bullets and refired Sirhan's gun. Panel said no match could be made between the three bullets, which appeared to be fired from the same gun, and Sirhan's revolver. So some of the bullets that were recovered didn't come from Sirhan's gun, according to these this panel of forensic experts. Oh. I mean, that's pretty compelling evidence. <laughs> oh, no. Pretty compelling. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, apparently, the president has uh, said he wished he would have picked another attorney general again today. Uh, could you lay off Jeff Sessions? I'm, look, I'm not a huge Sessions fan anymore. The, when I believed the guy should have been on the Ted Cruz bandwagon, he immediately went to Donald Trump, mm-hmm. which shocked everybody. Because Trump's not conservative. Jeff Sessions supposedly was. He was the first U.S. senator on the Trump bandwagon. And this is the treatment he gets just because he recused himself? Ever since, he's he's hammered Jeff Sessions. Uh, every, every conservative talk show host on a national level, except for Glenn, is hammering Jeff Sessions. They've all turned on Jeff Sessions. Hey, he was the first guy on your bandwagon. The very first U.S. senator to endorse Donald Trump. The man has no gratitude at all. It's amazing, man. Just amazing. I I, I don't understand it. 888 Also, uh, at Pat Unleashed. On Twitter. Uh... Sabes84 says, Keith was almost onto something with a social media justice warrior. Oh. Just make a note, Keith, and circle back to it. Okay. On second thought, have somebody else make a note of it. <laughs> That's uh, obviously because you can't find the Melania photo. Is that what it is? Are we still looking for the Melania photo? Oh, at the, the NASCAR, NASCAR event. event? Sure, sure. I'm, mm-hmm. I've been looking for it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll find it at some point. <clears throat> yeah, she I'm sure you will. Totally there at that event. Either that or she wasn't, and maybe that's why you can't find a photo of it. Uh, you're not going to find a photo of something that didn't happen. <laughs> Says you. Unless somebody photoshopped it. Oh, Twitter. Uh, hey, Pat's favorite stint uh-huh. has tweeted. <laughs> okay. Here's a clue for everyone. I don't have a favorite stint. My favorite stint is the one that's not in my body. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you have two at once. That is nasty. It, that is nasty. Anyway. Uh, I have two buddies that work as grips on Roseanne, both married with small children. They have work striking everything probably through next week, but then they're out of work. This affects a lot of people. Yeah. Yes. And nobody cares about that. I I don't, I I don't, 
Nobody's talking about the 200 or I don't know how many people work on that show. It's got to be at least 200. It's got to be at least writers, cameramen, grips, you know, producers, directors, uh, line people. You, you got people who get them food every day. You've got the set uh, designers. You, all of this stuff. It's not just Roseanne and John Goodman. They're gonna. They're both going to be fine. They're big stars. The other actors are not so much. I haven't seen them in anything else. You know, like the children who play Roseanne and, and Goodman's kids. The sister. What else has she ever been in? <laughs> I yeah. mean, this was like a godsend to them. Right. I mean, there's a lot mm. of people behind the scenes that make a make a show work. Um, mm-hmm. Right, Pat? Mm. I mean, think of this. It's not just you. You don't show up and just start talking. There's a whole bunch of us. Kind of is like that. I just show up and wait, just start no, talking. Wait, no, there's sort people of here, like, you know, doing myself, Ron, <laughs> Christian, Neil. And Samantha. Samantha helps out. Uh-huh. I mean, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. So don't screw this up, Pat. Okay. okay. I'll see what I can do. Uh, GD Chapel. This show has given so many great excuses. Yeah, thank you. you know, we try. Mm-hmm. We do our best. Yes, we do. The Kevin Spacey excuse. I don't remember it that way. I'm gay. <laughs> the Hillary Clinton, Ray Finkel excuse. The laces were in. And now the Roseanne excuse. Ambien made me do it. Yep. Yep. Uh, from Florida.man.com, 1984. I turned on CNN for factual news relating to an event occurring in the world. Hashtag Ambien made me do it. Uh, Heather Serving Saints, Inc. says... I put the cereal in the fridge and milk in the cab- cabinet. Hashtag Ambien made me do it. I do that just because I'm me. Uh, fidgety widget. Hmm. The ever-evolving dialogue of our society. Hey, where your grandma stay? <laughs> I don't know. Ambien made me do it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I like it. 888-900-3393. Uh, negative reviews. A negative review that a woman wrote on Yelp and a couple other places, has turned into a massive nightmare for her. This is strange to me. A Manhattan woman who gave one-star reviews on Yelp and ZocDoc. You familiar with ZocDoc? I don't even know what Mm -mm. that is. No. Um, But she gave a one-star review to a Kipps Bay gynecologist, is now spending, well, so far... About $20,000 defending herself against a defamation suit filed by the gynecologist. (laughs) What? Wait. (laughs) If I give you a crappy review on Yelp, you can sue me for defamation? No. That's my opinion. Mm -hmm. That's my opinion. And the litigation has just started for her. She says, I gave an honest review of my experience to warn others. And he's trying now to silence me. It's a nightmare. Sure. And he's, he's believing that he's got these... You know, he's got probably nearly unlimited funds compared to her. And he can just draw this out and really punish her for the bad review. That's This is crazy. Uh, she said she found Dr. June Song of New York Robotic Gynecology and Women's Health online. Went to him for a checkup in July of last year. That's your first problem right there. Ladies, don't go to dude. You said OBGYN, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, come on. <laughs> I mean, that's... <clears throat> Don't go to a guy, gynecologist. Stop it! Uh, I mean, yeah, that's just weird. Uh, kind of. I mean, come on. And if you're a guy and you're in medical school right now and it's not too late to change your uh, your specialty, 
what are you doing? You're, you're in there to be an OBGYN. We, we got it. We, we understand. I mean, Jeffy will be in here later. He can attest to what I'm saying. I mean, remember what George W. Bush said about this. Too many OBGYNs aren't able to practice their, their love, love with women all across this country. Right. Huh. <laughs> Too many OBGYNs are not able to practice their, their, uh, their love all across this country with women oh. all across this country. <laughs> I mean, there's a guy... <laughs> on my side of town, he's an OBGYN. His big billboard. I'm OBGYN 2017 or whatever it was. DFW. And Carrie and I drive by that sign. We'll look up. It's also on grocery carts at Kroger. We'll just be like, seriously? I mean, that's not. You don't. What? No. Uh-uh. Just, it does seem kind of weird. No, thank you. So she got a checkup. Okay. A week later, he billed my insurance company 13432 130432 for the new patient new patient visit and ultrasound and I got a bill for $427 that wasn't co- covered. The annual was supposed to be free. She alleges in court filings that he never even gave her a manual pelvic exam, which I demand at all my uh, gynecological exams. And when you go to the airport, you Yes. Can- yes, please give me the full pelvic exam if you would. Uh, instead, simply asking about her menstrual cramps and then performing an ultrasound. Uh, he claims he did give her the pelvic and breast exams, even though he didn't. Um, when I called his office to complain, they were immediately aggressive and said I had come in complaining of pelvic pain. I was so disgusted, I wrote a review on several sites, including Yelp and ZocDoc and Health Grades. Very poor and crooked business practice. I suspect that this doctor gives unnecessary procedures to a lot of people and then charges the insurance sky-high prices. No one knows the difference. Everything about my one and only visit there has caused me emotional distress and panic, and now they want me to cough up an extra $500 for services I didn't even need. Two weeks later, she got an email from the doctor's lawyers telling her she was being sued. What? That is unreal. What? If you can be sued for writing down your opinion on Yelp and giving a review, again, it's just not America. It's it's a one million dollar suit and in it he touts his Yale University training accuses her of false postings and online harassment no reasonable person would believe that the statements made therein were opinion according to the court filings what no reasonable person would believe that what she wrote were her opinions no reasonable person would believe otherwise. What are you talking about? So she says so far the battle has cost her almost $20,000. They tried to drag my startup wine and spirits technology business into it. They posted my entire medical record, including notes about my mental health, my bills, my insurance info, my driver's license, birth date, and home address. Oh, man. It's getting out of hand. Ah. <laughs> So many things are out of hand. It's, uh, it, it's, uh, you're just speechless every yeah. day. Yeah. Look at this. I mean, at about this time every day, we're just stumped. Like, I don't even know what, <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that. What, 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 what happens is we hit this, what's called a common sense wall. Yeah. And we can't get through uh-huh. it. And we're just like, wait. And you no, just keep bashing your head into it. Doesn't and, compute. Nope. Doesn't compute. Right. 
I just want to wave my arms at, like the robot on the on the original uh, Lost in Space. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Well, like this is it. not America anymore. It's just not America anymore. If this gynecologist wins, mm-hmm. uh, that's a problem. That's going to be a real problem. I, I cannot find it while you've been reading that. I remember somebody. I want to say it was a lawsuit. I cannot find it. It was like a bed and breakfast. And it was a bad review. And I needed to follow up with that. And you just jiggled it loose in my brain there. And I can't find an update Another on lawsuit? This. Yeah, the, of a bad uh, review. Because I was stayed. thinking it sounded like the same. Yes, it sounds familiar. Where other people have been sued before for Yelp reviews. Right? Yeah. Is that what you're thinking, Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. No, it wasn't a suit. Here we go. Check this out. All right, this is from December. Indiana Hotel charges guests $350 after she posts a negative review. Yeah, so they charged mm. her because of what she had reviewed online. She said... Uh, Can't do that. Yeah, she. this was her review uh, from an excerpt. It was a nightmare. The room was uh, unkempt. It looked like it hadn't been cleaned since the last people stayed there. We checked the sheets. I found hairs in dirt. <laughs> so Indiana's lawsuit uh, says Arthur had not Ick. seen the hotel's review policy online. So they had uh-huh. a policy. If you're going to review us... Then you have to abide by, you're abiding by this review policy, which um, I don't know exactly what it is. I'm just kind of rolling through it, but. um, That you have to pay for it if you give them a negative review? Yes. I mean, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, look at that. Indiana's Attorney General's Office contends that Andrew Sazaki violated the state's. Deceptive Consumer Sales Act by charging guests three hundred fifty dollars. Okay, oh, so, so they got, against the hotel, the state is. Yeah, saying good. if they post a negative review. But anyway, that was the part of their policy was negative review on Abbey Inns and Suites. Cost you three hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. Stop. Amazing. Common sense wall. Common sense wall. Oh, good golly. Uh, all right. Do you have a gun at home for personal protection? And do you practice at home with your gun? Hopefully not unless you have the iTarget Pro system because um, shooting bullets through your walls is not a not a good thing and it's not real safe. Um, but iTarget Pro has revolutionized home firearm training because you can actually now train at home with the iTarget Pro system. Uses your actual gun and a smart your smartphone with their app and then a laser in place of the bullet. The laser detects exactly where your shots are landing, and it shows you uh, just how good your aim is. So no longer do you have to go to uh, Cabela's or anywhere else and buy all kinds of ammo to practice mm-hmm. and, and become skilled using your gun. You just use this, and you save all kinds of money. Yeah, and you're not only buying the bullets. You're not only buying the, the, the uh, time at the lanes. Uh, if you have a membership... At a shooting range, think mm-hmm. about the time involved to drive there, wait for a lane to open up. You have to leave your house. This you don't have to do any of that. So mm-hmm. the cost of time is just as valuable as the actual money you're if spending. If not more so. Yeah. And right now, you can save 10% on the iTarget Pro system when you use the offer code PAT when you buy it. Save money, save time, take your skill to the next level safely, effectively, really conveniently. It's the letter I. Then TargetPro.com. Offer code PAT. ITargetPro.com. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network.
Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, Triple A, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Um, anybody know or follow Jesse Duplantis, televangelist Jesse Duplantis? <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this guy, this guy has some nerve. <laughs> this is amazing to me. Uh, he is asking his his flock, if you will, um, uh, to buy him a fifty four million dollar private jet. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Wait. Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His, uh He has said that he needs to be able to fly anywhere he needs to in the world to spread the gospel. Okay. Uh, in in one stop. Like, it needs to be a, a non-stop flight about? from, say, I think he's in New Orleans, right? Isn't uh-huh. that his base? New, uh, so if he wants to go to uh, Israel to spread the gospel, he needs to fly from Louisiana to Jerusalem in one stop. And one stop only. Uh, wait. <laughs> uh, here he is um, okay. announcing it to, to his uh, congregants or... Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse Planners. Thank you for tuning in to This Week with Jesse. We're going to be talking about aircraft. You know, I've owned three different jets in my life oh. and I and used them and <laughs> just burning them up for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, some burning people them up for the Lord. believe that preachers shouldn't have jets. I really believe that preachers ought to have and go on every mm-hmm. available voice, every available outlet to oh. get this gospel preached to the world. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. it makes a compelling argument so far. Doesn't he, though? He believes they should have uh, jets I mean, and burn them up for Jesus. So wait a minute. So if we don't go around spreading the gospel of Jesus because Jesus didn't provide us with a... With a jet? Nice uh, private jet with yeah, all I, the luxuries and whatnot. Uh, Jesus might be saying, hey, have you heard of the internet? Maybe you get on there and uh, and spread the gospel that way or on the telephone or I mean, they don't have pictures television of or Melania you, Trump, the first lady of the United States at an NASCAR event uh, <laughs> online. So how could they possibly be able to save souls? Yeah, you're right. You can't, you got to be there in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was more uh, to this argument. Here he is. Get a shot of this and Caleb. Now this is the Star Trek enterprise. This way I'm going. Praise God. What I believe in God for. Let what? me just say this. Wait, We're what? believing God for a brand new Falcon seven X. So we can go anywhere in the world. One stop. Now, people say, my Lord, can't you go with this one? Yes, but yeah, I can't go with could, one stop. And you see, if stop. I can do it with one stop, I can fly it for a lot cheaper because mm. I have my own fuel farm. And that's what's a blessing of the Lord. But this one here, mm-hmm. I have to stop. And then you pay those exorbitant prices for jet yeah. fuel all over the world. Okay. We've asked the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're believing God. In fact, he told me, Jesse, he it was one me. of the greatest statements the Lord ever told me. He said, Jesse, you want to come up where I'm at? And I thought, what do you mean? He said that before you <laughs> ask, I'll answer Isaiah 65, 24. I said, yes, Lord. He said, I want you to believe me for a Falcon 7X. So I said, okay. (laughs) So he said, okay. And of course you're saying, okay. If the Lord is telling you you need to have a Falcon 7X, $54 million private jet, of course you're going to say, okay. All right. Yeah, I'll go. Sure. He also said, I really believe that if the Lord Jesus Christ was physically on the earth today, he wouldn't be riding a donkey. He'd be in an airplane flying all over the world. Well, uh, no. I think he flies at the speed of thought and doesn't need an airplane. But if he did take an airplane, I think he'd probably ride coach. I swear. 
Can you imagine? You're asking the people who follow you. Does he have a GoFundMe page up yet? This preacher man? I don't know. Uh, I would imagine he does. Okay. that's. He's paid cash for three previous private jets. And like he said, he's just been burning them up for the Lord Jesus Christ. Sure. And he, and he, did he not say in that second clip? Didn't he say uh, that the Falcon 7X was the reason he believed in God or something? Yeah, whatever the... It seemed uh, to be the, the statement. The, the, what in the world? Well, this the 7X has... Uh, it's a three-engine jet with a range of 5,950 nautical miles. Customizable cabins accommodate 12 to 16 passengers. Of course he needs this. Um, list price, okay. $54 million. Okay. I mean, I give up. Common sense wall. Hit. Uh, there's nothing better you could do with $54 million than than buy the Dussault Falcon 7X private jet. Could you feed anybody with that? Or is it? No. That's not enough money, is it? No. To feed people? No. No, no. How about like to buy like shoes for people? You like how much are the pair of shoes going these days? Sixty million? You yeah, like seventy, couldn't. seventy-five million. See, I'm sorry, something I, like I'm, that. I'm cheap, so yeah. Um, wow. So this comes just four months after mm. Kenneth Copeland announced he just bought a new Gulfstream Five. That uh, when it first sold in 1998, so he bought a used jet. What? Uh, for thirty-six million dollars. I won't hear of it. <clears throat> Gulfstream fives are nice. You know, those are nice. You know, man. What we have said so many times. Those are nice lately on this program. Mm-hmm. We're in the wrong business, Pat. I mean, this is crazy. In 2015, he and Copeland defended their use of private jets. Do you remember this? We played this uh, from both of them. I think we'll have to look for this audio again. In a segment on Copeland's TV program, they argued that commercial planes they couldn't take commercial planes to these places because people would say, "Well, wait a minute." You need a $54 million jet when you could just fly there commercially? You could fly one stop commercially, and it'll cost you a lot less. $54 million is just the beginning on a private jet, because then you got the maintenance, which is going to be $2 million a year. Then you got the jet fuel, which is going to be another, I don't know, million to two, uh, a million a year. Mm-hmm. Who knows? You got the pilots you have to pay. Right. That's going to cost you a fortune. See? You got to pay the pilots probably $150,000, $200,000 a year. I mean, private jets are ridiculously expensive. Anyway, he and Copeland, Duplantis and Copeland said, yeah, we can't take commercial planes. They're full of a bunch of demons, unquote, that will bog down their busy schedules with prayer requests. Whoa! (laughs) What? We can't have the little people asking us to pray for them, right? <laughs> I mean, have now, you seen these people? Sure. I mean, I've, I've. Have you seen the scum that's on private jets or our commercial right. jets? See, now, look, I was with him. Per- the first part of that statement, mm-hmm. if you fly Spirit Air, absolutely. It's just weighed down with demons. I mean, they, they work <laughs> for the company and you have to deal with them and all their little rules and stuff. Yeah. But uh, th- then you mentioned the, the prayer request. I mean, you're a pastor. Like, that's what you do. You take prayer requests. People want you, a to man of the him. cloth, in quotes, to pray for them. And, you know, oh. 90% of the people on a commercial jet aren't going to recognize Kenneth Copeland and Jesse Duplantis to even ask for that. Uh, and, yeah, are people going to recognize you from time to time? Yes. What do you do? 
accommodate them. Mm. What What do you think happens when any of us fly commercially and somebody recognizes you? Talk to them. Mm-hmm. You don't say, hey, you're a demon. I I'm, Don't bug me. Don't bog me down with <laughs> your mean, prayer requests I, and your these, conversations and whatnot. These are pastors. I mean, hey, wait, if you donate, hey, will he give us a ride, you think? Like no. anywhere we want to go? No, wait, you're, we, you're we're one of the demons in he's talking about. We're invested in this private jet. You're one of the demons. Well, have, you, have you found, like, do they have a GoFundMe? It's probably on his mm-hmm. his ministry website, I, I was, would imagine. I'm sorry, I'm still looking for the Melania picture that uh, I know is out there. She was at the NASCAR thing. I swear I saw Here's her, the reason you're not finding it. Mm-hmm. She wasn't there. And that's why the conspiracy theories are raging, <laughs> that she left the White House and went back to New York. Wow. Uh <laughs> But I mean, are you? Is this okay? Is if if a televangelist is asking his his people, his followers, for fifty four million dollars for a private jet? Is that reasonable? Maybe he was on Ambien when he made that request. <laughs> Hashtag Ambien made me do it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up, and chewing the fat with Jeffy. <laughs> Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. On the Blaze Radio Network. And time for Chewing the Fat with Jeffy. Uh, congratulations, President Trump just signed the uh, right to try law. Oh, that's uh, right. Today. This is good. Just signed it. It actually Another is good thing for me. Really good. I, as far I as know. I'm concerned, this is really good. I know. This He's- is the right to try experimental drugs. Yep. When you're sick, right? Correct. And, and you don't have to wait for the FDA to, uh, to approve it. You don't have to wait for all this stuff. Correct. And why not? If Terminally you're... ill patients uh, have the right to try medicines that have not been approved by the federal government. I'm sorry. This hasn't been approved, and so it might do yeah. you some harm. I... So? I'm terminal. Give would, it to me. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yes. That, it, that makes so much sense. 100%. I love that law. I do, too. Love Good. it. The, you know, That's it's... great. That's going to save lives. Trump, say it. It's another great job by him. Good deal. That's a very libertarian move right there. And why wouldn't you? If somebody's terminal, they've got three months to live, and they want to try something that may save their life. I mean, we have people uh, traveling all over the world Mm -hmm. to try stuff because they can't get it here. Yeah. And then they they do get into some seedy stuff. Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay, sometimes. But again, as you said, you're going to die anyway. Why not try it? You're up against the wall as it is. Yep. I mean, let's take a shot, right? Everybody wants to take their, their, it's their one last thing if you want to live. Yes. Good. And I, I have a friend who has really nasty cancer and he's tried to get into a bunch of different trials and it's so hard to do. Yeah, because you have to have a certain kind, and if you've been taking different medications, I had a family member. Yeah, I had a family member that had uh, uh, Parkinson's real bad, and he uh, did a lot of trials. Mm-hmm. But after Anything some work, after, no, little bit of some, some a little bit, and yeah. then it would go away. 
And uh, then he reached a point where they said, we can't, you know, no more trials. You've done so many, we don't know what would work. We That's don't, we the don't other problem. Together. Yeah. Yeah. So he was really mad. Yeah, I mean, he I was bet. really mad. But yeah, because they don't saying, want their percentage to go down. Right. Because mm-hmm. they want to be approved by the FDA. And, and well, they, they also, I mean, they do want to find, I mean, you got to believe they're looking for a cure. Well, you so, hope. You know, so they're, if they for something that works for you, then they don't know what combination put exactly. together all work. Yeah. I mean, I understand it. It was just frustrating. Yeah, it's it's very difficult to be be a part of those things. Yeah, uh, yeah. My, yep. my dad went through the same thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's hard. So this is a good thing. Yes, it is. I very like that good a lot. thing. Um, I, at one point, I want to say that I uh, I do agree with uh, Ben Shapiro. Uh, the U.S. Uh, Geological Survey took a break from uh, answering uh, serious questions, and I find this hard to believe in this article that they didn't take this serious. A uh, Twitter user asked them if it was safe to roast marshmallows over volcanic vents, <laughs> uh, assuming you had a long enough stick, that is, or would the resulting marshmallows be poisonous? Um, they replied, uh, we're going to have to say no, uh, that's not safe. Don't try. And they went on a long explanation rant about it. But I will say that I do agree <laughs> with Ben Shapiro, who uh, quoted a tweet saying, we are moments away from millennials attempting to eat lava challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that to be true. No kidding. I believe that to be 100% true. Yeah. And, and don't be surprised if that actually takes place. No, I wouldn't be. I mean, that is... I wouldn't be. I've absolutely... I'll give you a little bit of heartburn, but go ahead and try it if you want. No, you'll be fine. Yeah. You'll be fine. Just have some Rolaids uh, nearby <laughs> quench the heartburn, <laughs> you know, after you've sucked the lava into your... Yeah, yeah. ...into your gullet. You'll be fine. <laughs> you'll be fine. What you do, listen, <laughs> the bigger the spoon... The better. Go. Uh-huh. Yep. But my spoon melted. Just do it as fast as you can. Right. Fast as you can. You know what? Go. Just d- dump your face right into it. <laughs> just dump your, your whole head in there and just suck up the lava. You have no idea how bad I want to <laughs> s- oh, see that vine. I want to see that video right now. Oh, man. Of the head dropping into the lava. Again, just in case there's anybody that stupid, don't do that. Really. Oh, my gosh. Seriously, don't do that. Stop it. <laughs> I just don't want, you know, some butt-stupid person who lives in Hawaii right now is, oh, I heard Pat Jeffy say this is a good idea. They we want can to do it. I'm going to send my head into the lava. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't really. No. I don't. Well. We don't recommend it. No, we don't recommend it. Yeah. I'll agree with you there. We don't recommend it. We do it. not recommend it. Okay. At Jeffy MRA. Mm-hmm. If you're going to tweet the video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Netflix. You know. The headline on this, Netflix content chief claims Obama won't add political slant to service. Uh-huh. Now, in reading that headline, you tend to reply to yourself, uh-huh, uh-huh, right. Um, Would you hire him for then? He's not exactly the entertainment guru. But the higher ground productions? Mm. What are you saying? Mm-hmm. Don't. Okay. Don't start. No, he's don't start going against. Higher sure, he's ground. really good. Um, in an interview with uh, this Ken Aletta, he's a New Yorker media critic at the Paley Media Council or whatever the heck they were interviewing at. Uh, they asked a Ted Sarandos about this, and listening to his full comment, he does try to justify it, and it kind of makes sense. I don't necessarily. I, I think maybe he might believe it, hmm. but I don't know that I do. You're a Democrat. Your wife's a Democrat. Um, you, Susan Rice just joined your board, Obama's <laughs> National Security Advisor. You just signed a contract with the Obamas. What do you say to a Republican who says, 
Netflix is too blue. Um, wait for the programming. Uh, there's nothing that's going to come. The higher ground uh, uh, deal we made with, with the president and, and Michelle uh, is for entertainment programming. They're making scripted films and series, <laughs> um, some unscripted documentary-style lifestyle programming. Uh, there's nothing. This is not um, the, the Obama network. This is not the, ESPN, the MSNBC shift. Uh, this is uh, entertainment. But this is a company that they were forming as they were leaving the White House, that they were moving to that phase of the business, and that we would, didn't want that deal. I didn't want to see that deal go anywhere else because I think they're going to be great at it. Oh, and that was the investment. Sure, and they are. There's no. It will not have a <laughs> no experience programming, and there's no political slant to the programming. Ideally, it would be great if all if you would watch see, the network and not understand. Is- what the network's politics are, right? Because um, mm-hmm. really, what the, what the programming on Netflix is uh-huh. is an aggregation of the politics of a lot of storytellers and creators. I see. Um, right, but, there is, but it's hard but, to argue that there but, is not a left lean to creative right. to the creative community. Uh, right. So when you look at that, that, you're trying to get the right programming true. for the right audiences. Uh, it is an aggregation of all those storytellers, not an aggregation of my politics or Reed's politics. It's an aggregation of great story of storytellers. I think he kind of believes it. Uh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I haven't heard it announced. They have not announced exactly what uh, what the deal was uh, financially. I've looked. No, looked I haven't seen that either. I heard a radio host somewhere mention a, a price of fifty million uh, on the radio while I was listening on some radio program, <laughs> some network. Uh-huh. Heard on this show on this <laughs> network, uh, but I had not seen that anywhere. So it might even be more. I mean, I don't know what they gave higher ground with Netflix, but and, holy cow. And, and based on what do I they know. believe the Obamas I, can, can put out quality entertainment programming? I, I don't uh, under- What would make you believe they're capable of because it? Because he's Barack Obama. Well, he can sing, and that's... Uh, that's bizarre. No he's Barack Obama, right? It's bizarre. I mean, you can't... Just because he, his name is Barack Obama and she's Michelle, you think whatever right. they produce is going to be great when they've got no experience and show no signs of being entertaining in any way. <laughs> Ever. In fact, quite the opposite. Thank you. Wow. That's just weird. It sure is. It's weird. It sure is. Um, a uh, small business in uh, Pell City, Alabama, the CrossFit business, uh, got into a little uh, little trouble. But I look at this like this is what the Internet should be and is good because it helped this guy. Uh, he put up a sign uh, outside his business. Uh, Tired of being fat and ugly? Just be ugly. And it was for his CrossFit business. He had the sign out in front of his business. And uh, the city got all wound up saying, uh, tried to get on him about, uh, hey, the sign doesn't fit our size requirements. And, uh, you know, it's we're going to have to fine you if you don't remove it. So he posts a Facebook uh, rant about it and it goes you know it goes viral all over and uh, people start talking about it finally he talks to the city and uh, you know obviously it went both ways people liked it people didn't like it he his Facebook uh, rant was pretty good he said look I, you know I care about people he's a Christian Jim yada yada we think the sign is funny I love people and amazingly um, we just uh, all we did is uh, fill out the right paperwork for the good permit and the sign stays mm. so, so he t- won so he won and uh, that's, I mean, that's good. He'll be able to put I, up what he wants to on his side. Right. As long as it's not indecent, that's right. not. Right. People got no you remember that. It's about people not being fat. Piggish. What are you saying right now? Pat? Mm-hmm. Bell City, Alabama is not. 
I don't know. I'm not really making a statement. <laughs> the pig is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, personally, I found the sound offensive. Did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't That's find funny. anything offensive, it man. It was funny. Yeah, it's funny. Hey, come on. I love it. Just an attention. Just be game. ugly, right? It, it, it worked. It, it, like, it worked. Yeah. It's like I was saying about the Roseanne thing. Can we please stop being so freakishly and by the sensitive? Way, by the way, I was uh-huh. speaking of that. You know. It was headlined as that she was a Trump fan. Yeah. But I watched I watched every episode of the mm-hmm. new season. And and I enjoyed it. You know, I mean I, I like Roseanne and, and I liked the first round of it as well when you know the first years of it. But mm-hmm. it never really was that. Uh the first show they made a big deal about her voting for voting for Trump. Yeah. Uh and, you know, reasoning that they almost lost their house and then she got into a fight with her sister about it and they hadn't spoken for months since the election because her sister you know yeah. and we had all that. After that, um there were several episodes where you commented on how bad Trump was, but there was no retort. Really? <laughs> you know, it was yeah. make fun of uh in fact the the season finale was uh them needing money to fix their house because of flooding. And she needs knee surgery. So they're waiting for President Trump to declare the county a disaster area so they can get money, right, from the government uh-huh. to fix their house and, and, and have her knee fixed. Because Dan can fix the house cheaper than what all the money they'll get for repairs from the government. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yay, the daughter says, oh, we just declared it a, a disaster area. Trump spelled uh, Indiana wrong. Does it still count? You know, so I mean, they're, they're just their little way. I'm just saying, uh-huh. you know, it was funny, uh-huh. and they slammed Trump on the Twitter spelling, but there was no re- retort. You know what I mean? It wasn't uh-huh. a big uh, "we love Trump, yay" for that. Yeah. So I, I never understood that. It was just an attention grabber to and begin with. Now it's with. off the air, and I missed my chance. Darn it! Ding, mm-hmm. darn, ding. I, I liked it. I mean, it was funny. It was a good show. It was worth watching. I don't think. Uh, you know, I kind of uh, sadly agree with Stu on this, and I'll never say this again ever on the air. I'm, we're off the air right now, right? Yeah. I, I don't want to yep. ever no, agree with yeah, Stu on the right air. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think people should get fired over a tweet. No, I've I've said that f- f- ever since well, it good, happened. Then never mind. Forget Stu. I agree with you. Pat. Yeah. She 100%. shouldn't be fired over a tweet. <laughs> no one should be fired over a I'm tweet. I'm sick and tired of free speech costing your job. That's not free anymore. <laughs> You knew what you were getting. Uh-huh. You knew what you were getting when yep. you hired her. Yep. You know what you're getting when you hire Keith Oberman. The whole the, the whole internet I saw loved all the Keith Oberman tweets from all the, <laughs> telling F you to Bush and F you and F this. Uh, we just uh, talked yesterday about how they're upgrading him to a sports center and a new deal. And he's done nothing but... Mm-hmm. but be uh, uh, unsuccessful for the network. When you fire a U.S. senator for saying this... She is a typical white person typical who, white person who uh, uh you know if, if she, she sees somebody sees on the street somebody on the street. that she doesn't know right she yeah there's a reaction that's been bred, bred into, into her and uh, yeah so our experiences right it's just such garbage now when you fire that guy for saying that then come back to me and tell me how offensive and racist the it's, roseanne bar thing it's unbelievable. is unbelievable and one's a u.s senator saying that Soon to be U.S. president saying that. Right. The other's a sitcom host. <laughs> I know. Sitcom I actress. Know. I, mean, I mean, it's just insanity. And then they, what, what really kind of, what, what I really don't understand is that uh, now we've canceled all reruns. We've canceled all reruns of yeah. the original show. They're pulling them off. We're pulling off. It's wow. unbelievable. It's a whitewashing. Wow. 
I mean, are you kidding me? Wait, can I say that? And again, I will say this for the 10th time. What about the other two or 200 or 300 people that work on that show? They all have to pay for her tweet as well. Yes, yes, they do. That's crazy. And they tried to. Stupid. I know. They tried to make that point as well, saying, hey, we don't, you know, just because we're on the show doesn't mean we agree with her. What do you. Right. Hello. You're punishing all of us. (laughs) Right. It's sad. Yeah. I mean, we work with you. I mean, it's sad. Uh huh. So. Well, I'm look. That's why I fight so hard for uh, <clears throat> not being able to be fired over a tweet. <laughs> Never know when that might happen. <laughs> but that's the point, right? Mm-hmm. Come on, it's Twitter. It's Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's Twitter. Yep. I don't understand. Uh, I remember in January we had such a big deal about the uh, man in Detroit who had lived here for thirty years, brought here when he was ten years old. Pat has mm-hmm. a family, works hard, mm-hmm. and uh, Ice had to tell him to get out. Oh no. And they made such a big deal out of it. And they yeah. made such a big deal about it. They were so angry that he that they were making him go on Martin Luther King holiday. Mm. And really, then come to find out, he was supposed to go before Christmas, but they let him stay longer so he could be with his family over Christmas in Detroit mm-hmm. uh, before he had to go back to Mexico. And uh, it was such a sad thing, a horrible thing. So they brought the wife on uh, CNN with uh, Brooke Baldwin to uh, get a catch up. And Brooke did everything she could to, uh, to make help. it make it. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, the word help was the first word I thought of. Mm-hmm. No, it was not. Burke was doing everything. I mean, bashing Trump, talking about the mm-hmm. kids left in cages, missing kids, deportation, the whole bit. And uh, so, you know, when they asked her about um, about uh, husband being in Mexico, she said she'd visit him. He lost jobs. But uh, Brooke was perplexed that, uh, but you, you don't want to say anything against Donald Trump? Um, Yes, I am not upset at our government due to the fact that I am a U.S. citizen and that our laws come first. Our laws are just broken and need to be fixed. Wow. But I can't be mad at Trump for doing his job because that is his job to protect us as U.S. citizens from criminals. The only thing is my husband was not a criminal and those are the laws that need to be fixed because they're broken for the people that are here were brought as children doing the right thing and have never committed a crime. We need to fix a pathway to citizenship for them. For the criminals that have come here illegally, they need to go back. Amen. Cindy Garcia. How pissed off was Brooke at that? She she knew she had an ally here. The producers are like, who did the pre-interview? Who did the pre-interview on this? Yeah. Who booked this guest? Amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's good stuff. That just went all the way against her agenda. You aren't lying. It's good stuff. And she set it up. Yeah. But with, I mean, this horrific beating. And it was shot down in flames. (laughs) No. We've got laws, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't my you know I don't want my now and she said you know she wants to get it fixed yeah. her husband good guy let's begin let's get this pathway fixed let's do it right uh-huh. but uh, uh no I, I'm not mad right now that's amazing that's outstanding um, it's uh it's good to have goals in life mm-hmm. Pat, you and I both know that yeah. you know set a set a goal you try to reach it 71 year old woman uh, just completed her mission Pat she reached her goal hmm. Of performing a headstand in all 50 states. <laughs> what an admirable, I mean, ambitious goal that is. And Bruinuge. Not in Idaho. She didn't do this in Idaho, did she? 
She did a headstand in Idaho. Every state, Pat. Maybe you didn't hear me. Yeah, she Idaho's just state, man. did her headstand in Alaska. Not in North to Dakota. It off. She didn't she didn't go to North Dakota and do a headstand. Every state. Wow. All 52 of them. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> All 50 and states. Did anybody ask her why this was a goal of hers? She's been traveling around the country for the past 10 years doing headstands in every state and <laughs> So she just started. Her uh-huh. and her husband started traveling, and you know what, honey, I want to do a headstand in every state. Well, at what point? Well, you figure what? Twenty six. You've done them in twenty six, and you figure let's hit all fifty. Okay. I mean, congratulations. Yeah. Right. Good congratulations. For, good. You gotta gotta That's set goals and reach them. Really admirable. <laughs> you know what else is admirable? Losing weight and keeping keeping it off but i mean sometimes that can be really hard especially when you reach a certain age i don't know what that age is for me it was about two i think i was, I was uh, gonna say i know what it was for me one it's about two and ever since two it's been tough to to lose the weight and keep it off i'm trying to get back to my birth weight right now and it's not going I know, well ah, you're it's not doing going right, well though. yeah i mean a little ways there but you know i was eight pounds seven ounces at birth i'm nowhere no, near that now not. i'm nowhere near that, that. So, this is where Riduzone can help. Maybe you don't want to get back to your birth weight, but you want to lose 10, 15, 20, 30, in Jeffy's case, 800 pounds. With proper nutrition, diet, and exercise, Riduzone will help you lose the weight and help you keep it off because that is really tough. Once you lose that weight, you think, okay, I did it, man. I reached my goal. Not only did I do a headstand in every stinking state, Thank but you. I lost 30 pounds. Now I'm ready to eat. I yeah. Know. And then that's that's the mindset that gets you into trouble. Sure Riduzone is. helps you with that. It's a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement uh, created with the good stuff in, in olive oil, OEA. And that boosts your metabolism, and it reduces your appetite. So it just makes everything so much easier. Order Riduzone today at riduzone.com. Enter the promo code PAT, and you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. Great deal. Riduzone.com, promo code PAT, for 30% off a three-month supply. Let Riduzone help you get over the hump. It's Riduzone.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. I am. It's an accurate statement. That's not fake news. That's real. Because that's what we do here at The Blaze. Real news. Real opinion. 888-933-93. And at Pat Unleashed. Uh, we're doing a little poll. Is it concluded? Is this the end of the poll? Or can you still No, vote? it's just been out for a few minutes. Man. Okay, just been out a few minutes uh, at Pat Unleashed. Was RFK assassinated by Sirhan Sirhan and, and him alone? 55% say yes, 45% say no. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's close. So go on, go online, get on Twitter, and, and vote at Pat Unleashed because it's really fascinating, especially if you heard the first uh, hour of the show where we talked about uh, what the deal was with the controversy. You know, the, he only had a gun that held eight bullets. Supposedly, ballistics experts have said 13 shots at least were fired. So it couldn't have come from him. Uh, he was in front of RFK 
but RFK was shot from behind. All the shots hit his back and the back of his head. Strange. Very. And the bullets were different. The bullets? That's what's yes. got me hung up, man. Yes. A panel of forensic experts took the some of the bullets that they recovered from the area, and they came from two different guns. Uh, weird. Okay. Uh, now, somebody did say a police officer behind him pulled his gun and fired. And the person who called and told us about the police officer, because I, I, I didn't read about that. I, I didn't know that part of the story. He thinks he is the person who actually shot and killed uh, RFK. Goodness. On purpose. Strange. So why? Where did that come? And how did he not get caught? Really interesting stuff. Uh, also, what? on the Melania controversy. What? What do you got over there, man? Uh, Jules May tweets, uh-huh. Keith, I watched the entire Melania video, or the video with Trump at a NASCAR event. No Melania Trump. Yeah, so that's why there's Thanks all kinds Thanks a lot, of, Jules May. Appreciate that. All kinds of conspiracies. Uh, and we got some more tweets and more information to share with you. Come on. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, welcome. 888 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter where Kitty Mojo 50-ish tweets. My opinion regarding Roseanne. Network was getting heat for putting her show on at all and was looking for any excuse to can her. That may well be. Mm. You know, because she was perceived so much as a Trump fan and a conservative, uh, liberals were going nuts. And ABC didn't want to hear it. So brave. So brave of them to just cancel that show and put, you know, uh, put decency ahead of monetary gain. It's just so so wonderful that ABC would do that. From Gordon Michael Porter. Uh, <laughs> huh? What's well, so funny? Uh, you're a fat cyst, Mr. Fisher. You should get a t-shirt. <laughs> this is because of the go. Keith okay. Overman thing. <laughs> yes. You should get a t-shirt that says the word fascist on it. <laughs> fascist. Remember the uh, mm-hmm. the Overman thing? Yeah, yeah. Keith what Overman. he was talking about. You're uh, a fascist, President Mr. Bush. Bush. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was a good time there. Boy, we get, we get him back on air now. That's good. That's going to be awesome. Mr. Bush, you're a fascist. Yeah. Get them to print you a t-shirt with fascist on it. Because, wow, is that biting. That's witty right there. You're a fascist. Get them to print you a t-shirt with the word fascist on it. Wow, he showed him right there. Yeah, I mean, did he resign after that, Bush? Because he was so embarrassed Should've. and just put in his place. That was too powerful. Mm-hmm. That was too powerful to recover from. Sure was. And the president never did. Uh, this tweet from Tom Sheehan, uh, if the if for the Lord's work, mm-hmm. now we're talking about the preacher, yeah, the, he trying to get $54, $54 million for his jet. Uh-huh. 
if it's for the Lord's work, you would think he could get get a discount, right? The, uh, from the fifty-four million. Don't you have like a like a club card or something you could show God? Hey, I'm. A but preacher. Jesse Duplantis wants a, a Falcon Seven X private jet that retails for about fifty-four million dollars. Now, a couple of years ago, I referenced this earlier. He and Kenneth Copeland were talking about how important private jets are for their work and spreading the gospel around the nation. And uh, here's, here's part of that conversation between Jesse Duplantis, who wants the $54 million private jet now. He's already burned up three, three private jets for Jesus. I mean, by now, you got three private jets mm-hmm. you've burned mm-hmm. through? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, shouldn't everyone on the globe be a Christian? And Kenneth Copeland's obviously burned through a, th- a few of them as well, and now he just bought, apparently, a uh, Gulfstream 5. Wow, are those nice. Um, but you know what? If you you got to get around the world and spread the gospel. Yeah, you don't want to slum it when you're out there no, you, and you saving can't, souls. You can't get on a commercial jet with a bunch of heathens and a, right. a bunch of demons. Yeah, people on Twitter have been talking about how Jesus rode around on a donkey and a smelly fish boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, <laughs> come on. Oh, today he'd go in style, though. You know he'd have a ghost. Think so? You know he'd have a ghost. Okay. No. Nothing he, he equivalent, wouldn't. yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't. But here they are talking about this. Brother Copeland, I was flying home from a meeting, and I had come out of a glorious meeting. I had just uh-huh. been, me and Cruffalo Dollar were preaching. Had a okay. glorious meeting. So I was, for lack of a better way to say it, I was spiritually high. I said, people yeah. were saved, yeah. touched, and blessed. Got in the plane that God so graciously gave us. We're oh. flying home. Mm-hmm. As I was going home, the Lord, real quickly, he said, Jesse, do you like your plane? Now, you know, mm-hmm. I thought that's an odd statement. He gave it I is. said, well, it certainly, Lord. He said, do you really like it? Did he? And mm-hmm. I thought, well, yes, Lord. Well, yeah. He said, then he said this. Really? So that's it? What? I didn't know how to handle it for me. I went, huh. what? What do, you mean? what do you mean? He said, you're going to let your faith stagnate? And when he said that, that shocked me. Yeah. I went, whoa, wait. Of course it did. I literally unbuckled my seatbelt, my uh-huh. plane, and I stood up. My pilots looked around and said, do you need something? I said, no, no, I'm talking to God right now. And he went back to flying. I said, hmm. Lord, I don't think I was letting my faith stagnate. He said, so this is all I could ever do. Uh, I said, you want... you." You're trying you need, to tell me something. You need a better He said, better go to the jet. book of Amos. Okay. So if you had the book of Amos, I want to read may, the scripture. May I interrupt right you there yes, for a second? Mm-hmm. You couldn't have done that on an airliner. No, sir. No way. Stand up and say, what'd you say, Lord? No. Okay. Here we go. No, yeah. Listen to this. And the guy sitting over there saying, what the hell does he think he's doing? <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do that. No, you can't no. do that. No. This, word, this right? is so important. And so those important. of you that are, that are just now coming into these things, mm-hmm. um, in, in the first place, Right. Jesse and, 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 and I and, and others, Keith Moore and Creflo and all of us, they, all the, the world the, is in such a shape. We can't get there without this. That's right. We've got to have you know, this. We would have, have the mess mm. that the airlines are in today. Mm. Yeah. I would have to stop. I'm being very mm. conservative. Mm. At least at 75 least. to 80, more like 90% of mm. what we're doing because you can't get there and from here. It's impossible. So it's we, we yeah, have, and, and this was such a good illustration. I just, uh. the, the Lord <laughs> impressed me. That's why we're on that airplane. We can talk to oh, God. Lord we God. can, we, it's, we, it, it's, when I was flying for Oral Roberts, yeah. the uh, mm-hmm. brother Deweese, my, my mm-hmm. boss on the airplane, sure. he said, now Kenneth, this is sanctuary. It protects the anointing on, on uh, uh, mm-hmm. Brother Roberts. Okay. And he said, you keep your mouth shut. Don't talk to him unless he talks. 
because when he's on a meeting, he doesn't talk to anybody but God. Now, that's that's important. Hey, don't don't talk to the this the famous preacher because he he doesn't want to talk to the little people unless he talks to you first and then then go ahead. But he's way too important and he's doing way too important things for you to bother him with your little nonsense. Does don't this... don't talk. Don't, in fact, hmm? don't even look at him. Whoa. When Oral Roberts passes by, avert your eyes. Oh, boy. As you would the king of England or the queen of England. Does, just don't even look at him. Does this Falcon jet, does this fly higher than commercial jets? Because I'm wondering if maybe it just gets up closer to heaven. Yeah, probably. Maybe it's just easier to communicate. Easier to communicate with, with okay. God that way. Yeah, but there's Oof, more. Okay. Um, so. Now, Oral used to fly airlines. Right. But okay. it, sure. even back mm-hmm. there then, man, mm-hmm. it, it got to the place where it was agitating his spirit, sure. people coming up yeah. to him. He yeah, had become on. famous and they wanted oh, him to no. pray for him and right. all that. Oh, no, you don't want that. Praying and all that? You you don't want a preacher to, to be asked by someone to pray for them? I... Uh, you you can't you can't. You, you can't manage that today. No. This dope filled world. Right. You get in an air. Get in a long tube with a bunch of demons. Right. Long tube with a bunch of demons. Oh, wow. That's exactly. The and it's it's deadly. It's and, deadly. And it works yeah. on your heart. It really does. It really. So does. I, anyway, I'm, anyway, I wanted to make that clear so the yeah, devil can't lie to you and say, "See there, them preachers spending uh, all that money, just just fat cats riding around." No, we're not. We're no. in business. To do. Listen, boy, that that sounded like the furthest thing from fat cats just riding around, didn't it? Because they want to be left alone by the little people. That doesn't. That's the last thing on my mind. Is that it's a couple of fat cats, uh, you know, flying around on their private jet. And, and then, 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 then his conclusion there was, wow. that's the first thing from him. Now listen, wait, no, I didn't hear an explanation of how there's not fat cats flying around on their <laughs> jet. It was listen. Well, so what is he saying after this? Listen, do we know? Well, is he going to go and let's listen? <laughs> I could scratch my flying itch. Uh-huh. With my little single engine open cockpit airplane, right. I just come mm-hmm. home, fly around in that, and scratch my flying. It that doesn't have nothing to do with that. Stop but that. we're in we're sure. in we're in soul business here. Right? Soul business. We, we got a dying world around mm-hmm. us. Just we got a dying nation around yeah. us. You don't right. want to be near them though. And we can't even get there on the airline. And you can, you can't. Let, let me give you an example. You can, you can't get there on the airline. I can't take it. That's amazing. However, people on Twitter are pointing out now that Carrie is a pastor. Maybe we need to. That's a good point. Raise some money. That's a for good our point. own fifty-four million dollar jet for the Malinak family. So, now do you want a Falcon Seven X or sure. just a Gulf yep. slum it with a Gulf Stream Five? I don't care. I'll take whatever <laughs> at this point. I mean, this is this the is nerve. sick. The I, they're and there's they're spewing all this stuff like it's perfectly normal and natural, and everybody should understand exactly what they're saying. Look, I can't get into a tube filled with demons. You got 200 people there that some of them make $50,000 a year. I can't rub elbows with them. And what if they ask me to pray for them? <laughs> right? Oh, my goodness. What that, if they do that? Well, Pat, um, I can't believe that they, and I'm, I feel honored, that these two giants mm-hmm. spent five minutes and 15 seconds to pull me aside and explain this to me. Right. Because otherwise, I just wouldn't understand what, you wouldn't. what the need's why, all about. Why they frankly need private mm-hmm. jets to fly everywhere they go. Mm-hmm. I mean, they you have can't to get there from share here. a bathroom with me. First of all, in, in 90% of the cases, they wouldn't be able to... The, most people don't know these guys by sight. Mm. 
I, I would imagine some of their followers would say, hey, that's is that Jesse Duplantis? Is that Kenneth Copeland? But most, I wouldn't know him. Mm-hmm. Would you? No. I well, Kenneth Copeland, yes. Yeah, I Kenneth Copeland, because we've, we've met Kenneth Copeland. I and, haven't. I'm, I just, yeah, I kind of know but, him just because he's been scamming people in my life for a while. No, wow. No, no, no. Not no, scam- no, right. You, no, not, no. You didn't mean what? scamming people. No. You didn't mean that. No, I didn't mean that. No. I, I, but here's who's, here's who's mm-hmm. funding this jet. It's okay. the grandmother's. It's it's the people mm-hmm. that are barely making ends meet on social security checks. Yes. It's widows right. that have been widowed for decades that are barely scraping by That's and right. they hang on every last word that someone like Kenneth Copeland or this Jesse Duplantis or whatever the heck his name is, whatever they say, oh my gosh, and boy, the guilt factor they heap. Oh, God wants you to pay for this jet mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. what no who knows what's going to befall you. So screw these guys, and um, I'm sorry. I hope I see you in coach someday. Tosh, just I mean, it's incredible. Ugh. It's it's inc- and and that's exactly you know people on pensions. That's exactly who's paying for this fifty four million dollar jet. People on fixed incomes, people who can't afford to send them even five dollars toward their cause mm-hmm. of a Falcon Seven X. So he could fly anywhere in the world in one stop. That's great. Uh, wow, that's chilling stuff. But you know, people will still, people will still watch. They'll they'll believe and they'll believe that Jesus told him, "Yeah, you need to have a Falcon Seven X." Right, let's do this. There, you need it. Um, Pastor. Um, since we're Protestants, right? We're, this isn't a Catholic thing. The, the, God's going to be talking to me directly as much as he's going to be talking to you, right? So I tell you what, if I get word from God himself that he wants that you to you contribute, need this jet, uh-huh. I'll write the check today. Yeah, I could, okay. I could make that. Uh, I could make that promise as well. <laughs> but don't hold your breath for okay. my donation. Uh, let me tell you about a great product that I've been using for several months now. I, I love it. And uh, I'm not the healthiest of eaters. Which is why Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition is uh, such uh, an important part of what I do every day. You just take one scoop which and, and put it into eight ounces of water or your favorite drink, smoothie, shake, whatever. It tastes great. It's really easy. And then you've got a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables that are pre and probiotic that help boost your immune system. And they have antioxidant power. Plus, it's, it's not just an extract. It's actual real food. So you're actually getting the superfoods that everybody talks about all the time. The kale. Ugh. You know, the spinach, the green beans. Ugh. Stuff that you can't choke down if you're like me. But you don't have to because it's in this delicious drink. It's Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Go to BrickHousePat.com. And try it today. You'll get 10% off a month supply when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. New poll results 
uh, for 2020, the upcoming presidential election. She's a ways off, but because it's uh, 2018, we got to focus on this now. <laughs> and we have to focus on it with people who have said, no, nah, I'm not running. Well, yeah, but we're going to we're going to poll whether, you know, we're going to poll you anyway. And that's what they have done again with Michelle Obama. Um, her book, Becoming, is due out a week after the midterms in November. Interesting. So uh, since the last Zogby poll, Michelle Obama has taken a comfortable nine percentage point lead over uh, President Trump. 48 to 39 percent. Wow. Last time they pulled this, it was 49-42 in January. Uh, so she was only up by seven. Now she stretched her lead. Slow news day at Zogby. Huh? Uh, very. <laughs> the reason for the race favoring Michelle Obama is that the former first lady uh, does make the same inroads Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden make with groups that supported the president, such as independents. I, I, I just, really, would you want to go back down this road with the Obamas? And Michelle Obama, who's probably more extreme to the left than even Barack was. Is that really what you guys want to do? Mm. Don't give uh, me any ideas. Is, of course, yes. But fortunately, and I hope this holds, she has said repeatedly she's not going to. She's not interested. I'm not going to run for president. Yet they keep pushing her. And sometimes people give in. Please don't let that happen. Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Please, no underwear please. talk. No, we're not doing this. No. I'm, no, no. just let it lie. We're, we're moving. Because <laughs> I'm afraid she would. She uh-huh. might beat Trump Shh. if she ran. Shh. I don't need them getting oh, ideas, be, man. I mean, so bad. That's that would just, be so bad. Should we, say, should we say, yay, run, 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 Liz, run. Should we say run, Michelle, so she'll not run in defiance of Because <laughs> we've been so know. wrong so many times? Yeah, I don't know. Also, Senator Bernie Sanders, former campaign manager, says the Vermont uh, senator is taking a good look at whether he should try it a second time. It's going to be 90? What's it going to be now? 103? Uh, something like that. Let's see up to. Let me check it. Seriously, be <clears throat> late 80s. I mean, late 70s. For sure, late 70s. Mm, okay, so he's 76 now. Okay. He would be... 78 when he runs? 79 on election day, 2020. 70. So... So do we uh, really a uh, 79-year-old socialist? Is that really what you want, America? Don't don't ask it like that because probably the answer is yes. He's considering another run for the presidency according to Jeff Weaver, uh who said that in the Washington Journal. Uh he was asked whether Sanders supporters would get to vote for him in 2020. When the time comes, I think we'll have an answer to that, but right now he's still considering it. Last week, Sanders formally announced he'll seek re-election in Vermont for a Senate seat. He's been a U.S. Senator there since 2006. Earlier this month, Sanders appeared along with several possible 2020 candidates at an annual conference for the Center for American Progress in D.C. That's a hideous organization. Mm -hmm. He delivered a speech that was uh, similar to the one that he launched his 2016 campaign with. Good he said, we live in an unprecedented moment in American history, and we need an unprecedented response together. Black, white, Latino, Native American, Asian American, women and men, gay and straight, young and old, we must not allow Donald Trump or anyone else to divide us up. 
Because when we stand together as one people, united, fighting for a progressive agenda, there is nothing, nothing, nothing that we cannot cannot accomplish, including making this nation, which has been free and free market and and the beacon of liberty. We could change all that and make it a socialist dump overnight by electing this guy. Mm. We can bring socialism more than we already have to America. We can finally do it right. Nobody else has ever done it right. Right. If anyone can do socialism right, it's it's, America. It's America. (laughs) The place that... wasn't it Marx or Engels that said it would have to be a place like America to really make this work? Because you would have be, you'd be coming out of capitalism, so you would see the benefits, you would feel the benefits, you would just see how much better it is. So of course we can make it work. Yeah, it's frightening. It is. It is frightening. It's not funny. I mean, it's, it's like, not because no, because it it's too just, real a possibility. Yeah, it's, it used to just be. You know, just now, now, now people believe it. Now people have the education system has taken generation after generation and just ruined them. Ten years ago, you never would have believed a socialist could make these kinds of inroads yeah. in in a presidential election. Running as a Democrat, a, an admitted, avowed socialist is being embraced and accepted like this. Again, that tells you what's happened to the Democrat Party. That is not the party of JFK. Or RFK, who was not killed, apparently, by Sirhan Sirhan. Right. There's a second shooter. Somebody else shot him. Yep. And you need to get to Twitter.com. Uh-huh. And vote. Look see at, if you uh, at Pat Unleashed and vote and see. Let's see if there's an update on that. Let it was me. pretty close earlier. It's yeah. 55-45. Sirhan Sirhan was the lone sole shooter. Uh-huh. But 45%, that's, that's a chunk. That's a chunk of people. Yep. Uh, 5G is apparently coming. Along with health concerns, the wireless industry is really, they're in a race to roll out 5G service first. The network is supposed to be up to 100 times faster than current speeds. 100 times faster than 4G. Wow. But it requires cell phone tower equipment to be closer to the users than than anything else has been. So wireless companies say they'll have to install about 300,000 new antennas. Roughly about the same number of cell towers in total that have been built over the last 30 years. So that's causing some outrage and some alarm in some neighborhoods as uh, antennas are going up around people's homes. Mm. It's a little unsightly and you don't necessarily want that but you do want the faster speed at a lab in new york verizon invited uh some cbs reporters to meet some of the entrepreneurs who are developing tools to run this new generation of wireless technology and uh one of them the ceo of arvizio said 5g service is extremely important to his company his product allows users in different locations to interact with 3D images projected through a lens. You do such cool things now. Wow. Today, we can do this by using Wi-Fi technology, and we can use it do it using a landline. But, of course, then you're tied to a particular location. With 5G, we can now begin to extend that. So we can actually begin to start doing this on building sites. 
we can start doing it on the factory floor so it opens up a whole new world. But the health concerns. Well, okay. Are these high-frequency ray, rays, waves going to cause cancer in people? I don't That's, care. It'll make it faster for you me. You don't care. Internet, so yeah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I think about it thousands of times faster than we're at now. A hundred times. I, I, oh, is that what it is? Yeah, okay, sorry. hundred times faster. Um, I, my Wi-Fi is constantly messed up. Um, I think the Russians are hacking into it, and the FBI wants us to oh, reset our routers, but that's another sure. story. That's true. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, drop off the Wi-Fi sometimes and just use the uh, cell signal because it's so much faster than the home Wi-Fi. Yeah. And I'm paying for a pretty is. decent speed. I can't think of what it is on top of my head. 10, does that mean anything? 10, whatever. So... This right here, I'm fascinated by it. Yeah, I am too. I mean, this is crazy, and it's going to be. And of course, I everywhere. want the faster speed. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. But will it come with a price? And will it be on my private jet that cost fifty-four million dollars? Because that's where that I our it. listeners are going to pay for. Because right. they know we need that. Yeah, they know we need it. Yeah, please to to spread news of the show yes. around the planet. <laughs> As somebody pointed out on Twitter, we need it. They're not spreading the gospel in Syria and North Korea. That those are places you don't fly to. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is this is this is going to be so intrusive though, mm-hmm. because it's going to be. They were seeing light poles and everything. Yeah, can you imagine three hundred thousand more antennas? It, it wow. already they're already an eyesore when you see them. Um, and this uh, person, Donna Barron. She says, um, the cell towers are called small cell towers, but they're not so small when they're in your front yard. This will cause cancer, she said. She's one of several people who have raised health concerns about the radiation emitted Mm. by the equipment. Uh, Cell phone equipment does emit radiation, but research on its effects is kind of inconsistent. Mm. A limited number of studies have shown some evidence... Of brain tumor risks, but most studies have found no link. Okay. So there you go. It's the same old fight that we always have with these things. So I think the main concern, other than, you know, health concerns, is they're just unsightly. You don't want them in, nobody wants them in their neighborhood, but everybody wants the faster service. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say no to a hundred like, times faster. I don't want to buffer. Yeah. Okay, so does. put the intent on my mailbox if I don't have to buffer ever right. again. Seriously. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray Unleashed. Hi. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. FBI has an urgent request. Reboot your router to stop Russia linked malware. Whoa. Uh, what is the Russian security? It's oh uh, Kaspersky. You ever use that? No, Kaspersky. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I that was at one point I was told that that was the best uh, system going to stop malware and you know, viruses and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that's Russian. <laughs> so I wonder... Maybe that was a Russian bot that told you that that mm. was the best 
software. Yeah, the Russian bot was named Steve at Best Buy. Then yes. Oh, mm-hmm. Geek Squad guy. Uh huh. Oh, the guy who's being paid by the FBI to <laughs> yes. rat on what's on your computer when he goes and checks. <laughs> yes. Okay. But the FBI is hoping to thwart a sophisticated malware system linked to Russia that's infected hundreds of thousands of internet routers. So the FBI is making this urgent plea to reboot your router. Um, wow, turn it off, then turn it back on. That, that simple. The malware is capable of blocking web traffic, collecting information that passes through home and office routers, and disabling the devices entirely. A global network of hundreds of thousands of routers is already under the control of the Sophocy Group, that group, which is also known as APT28 and Fancy Bear. <laughs> and, I'm sorry? And they're believed to be directed by Russians, Russia's military intelligence agency. Hacked the DNC. Uh, that was right before the election. And so the FBI has several recommendations for any owner of a small office or a home office router. Simplest thing to do to reboot, which will temporarily disrupt the malware if it's present. Just turn it off and then, you know, wait a few seconds, turn it back on. Users are also advised to upgrade the device's firmware and to select a new password. And what I recommend you get for protection is Kaspersky. Because that's Russian and it's the best available. Or not. Maybe maybe you don't go with that. (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe just edit that last <laughs> part. Yeah, maybe maybe you just realize that uh, that that wasn't serious, <laughs> and and don't go ahead and get that. Well, that, that that's helpful to know that all you have to do is reboot your routers because I find myself doing that every other day anyhow in my house. You do? Oh yeah. You, so you have real problems. Luck. I haven't I had have problems with my system for a long time. Internet. And really. since I depend on the internet for every TV and sports mm-hmm. and everything in my house, it becomes quite an issue. And. Um, it, it usually happens at crucial moments in sports contests. Have you considered getting a new router? I've purchased, not only considered, I've purchased multiple new routers, Pat. And none of them work? Um, what is this, 1987? They work. Uh-huh. They just are fickle. And then Okay. I just, the most popular show in my house, It's I don't know if you've ever seen the show, it features, a, it's a blue circle, and it just sits there in the middle of the screen. You like that one? <laughs> no. Because I, I watch like that, that one. every night. I just watch that blue circle. It's so entertaining. So for what Netflix when you're trying to watch Netflix or yeah Amazon or or Hulu or Hulu. mostly it's okay. um, MLB TV with the Braves and then oh, the yeah. Sunday Ticket uh, Roku channel I mean I just it's me I know it's me and it's always loading ask any engineer that has crossed my path so There's, maybe maybe it's the mice chewing on your mm-hmm. uh, connections yeah it's up that, in the attic could just, be that no it's me okay it's literally me. Okay. Yeah, all right. Because I mean, right now there are the two universe engineers. is just conspiring right now. Right against now, you. oh, my entire life, there are two engineers upstairs okay. monitoring this program, either laughing or cursing out loud. Because yes, it's me. Whether I'm at home or I'm here, if it is computer related, electronic related, some sort of connection to the internet, mm-hmm. it's me. Okay. Like this guy right here, this this laptop in front of me, mm-hmm. it's gonna crap out in the next. Five minutes, just because he hears me talking. Some may actually say that you have a persecution complex, but I think those are just the intolerant people. Persecution complex. Mm -hmm. Let me Google that before my computer (laughs) spontaneously shuts down here on me. Uh, Also, the uh, leftist, the far left, like 
Marxist socialist in Mexico. He has just widened his lead uh, to win election as the new president in Mexico, which is wonderful. Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. I am so disappointed in you, as is every Pat Gray Unleashed listener. Would you please repeat that name in the correct? Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. Thank you. From Manawa, Niagara. Thank you. He's consolidated his lead over his nearest rival. He's passed the 50, 50% mark for the first time with just a month to go before the Gen- July 1st uh, presidential election. Uh, the survey was co-sponsored by the Dallas Morning News, and which is strange. The Dallas Morning <laughs> News is surveying <laughs> Mexicans on their I vote? That's really okay. weird. Hmm. I mean, I, just a newspaper shouldn't be funding polls. They can barely keep themselves in business right? these days. Okay, all right. Wow. Uh, so, Lopez Obrador, who's widely known uh, by his... Uh, by AMLO with a two to one lead, winning 52% of the vote, the widest margin in any poll during this campaign. His nearest rival, Ricardo Anaya, uh, <laughs> from the right left coalition. <laughs> wait, Who knows what? what that actually means in Mexico? You're from the, wait, you're from the right left? What is so that means you're in the middle? Hold on a what second. What does that mean? And how did they how did they conclude that was the best name instead of the left right coalition? <laughs> I don't know. Because I mean there's probably a big fight in house with that one as I it was. I would imagine. <laughs> so he he came in at twenty six percent, down thirty points from the last poll. Oh boy. What did he do? I, that, good question. I mean what 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 do you do in Mexican politics to fall like that? This is going to be fantastic if a Marxist mm. becomes a president in Mexico. We're going to get along with him great. I think NAFTA will be great. I think uh, illegal immigration will be sure. wonderful. We won't have to worry about the border anymore. Be because the, the entire world. country will probably come across it. <laughs> <laughs> then no, wait. It'll just be here and it'll be fine. That, that's Don't not, worry it's about not going it. to be the first place it works. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's not. They've tried it before in Mexico, multiple times. Uh-huh. It doesn't work. I don't know why people keep gravitating to this. Yeah. What is the matter with you? Yeah, all we got out of that was some really crappy artwork by Frida Kahlo. I mean, that's pretty much all that came out of that. And the movie with the uh, what's her face? What what is her face? You know, I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, you do. I don't even know. Yeah, because you're a big fan of hers. <laughs> Salma Hayek. Yes, Salma Hayek. <laughs> uh, I can't think of a movie. Well, yes, we went through this before. There is one movie I think I've seen from with her. Mm. That was the one with the other guy from uh, Friends in it. See, I haven't seen that one. I know what you're talking about. Isn't it like a romantic comedy uh-huh. or something? Uh-huh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know, 20 years old or more. Maybe. Guy played Chandler? Yes. What was his name? I can't remember. Not, not LeBlanc, not... No, it's not Matt LeBlanc. Oh, gosh. It's the other guy. (laughs) It's the other guy. (laughs) Okay, hang on. Oh, boy, the internet's... uh, It was was back in the day before Salma Hayek Uh started sharing with us. Matthew Perry, my goodness. Matthew Perry. He did a great... He was a sports talk host. I really liked that show. It was on for a while. It got canned too early. Matthew Perry. Oh, yeah, he did get another... That's right. He got another shot, and it it didn't work out very well for him. Yeah. What, What... what TV shows have had, not, well, that wasn't a spinoff, but I mean, after you're big on a show, the, is there anything that's been even remotely as successful as Frasier was after Cheers? Has anything, help me out here. 
Hmm. I mean, has an actor gone from a mega awesome show, popular show, and been, you know, equally or probably, but I can't think of it. Put you on the spot. Maybe our listeners can. Sorry. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Spinoff shows that are huge. Yeah, I, I don't watch any shows, let alone spinoff shows. I'm about out of shows. Yeah, I we are too. I we finally found like one with a lot of episodes once upon a time you've ever heard of it That's my an kids ABC love show. that you love that show yeah i my like my daughter it. And let me, let me like back up my daughters love that you love that show okay well that's embarrassing and my I son's like what's happening <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with that's Pat? the show that the girls watch is it well my my wife loves it so i'm just watching for her it's fairy tale stuff right yeah Little kind of princes and pretty much kissing frogs and whatnot mm-hmm. wow sounds great a lot of magic mm-hmm. it's fun Boy. It's a fun show, and it's a show that kids can pretty much watch. The only thing you kind of have to worry about, as my wife points out every night, the cleavage. Oh, is that <laughs> lots that of cleavage? There? Yeah, that's what's See, happening. I haven't looked at that show for more than <laughs> eight or ten seconds at a time. It doesn't take long to notice the cleavage. <laughs> I personally don't because I'm looking at their eyes. Sure. So I only know there's a cleavage issue because my wife keeps telling me every night. See, my like, TV. oh, I didn't notice that, but mm-hmm. yes, is that is offensive. Yeah. I really want that to stop. Right. See. And I'm going to give it another season for that to stop. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, then I'm I'm going to watch another season. Okay. And then at the end of that season. Well, yeah. I'll watch one more season because okay. we're on season four and there's only six okay. that are downloaded. But then I'm going to stop. Hey, you got to have some data points. Yeah, you know. But right. I think my TV just kind of crops out all mm-hmm. that stuff because I, like you said, I'm only seeing eyes on TV, and mm-hmm. so I think my right. TV just must it crop crops it. out it just cleavage. Yeah, auto yeah. crop. <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be something like that so you can watch shows with kids. It would be nice, <laughs> wouldn't it? Uh, because everything has something wrong with it. I can't think of a, you know, is there a show that's totally mm. wholesome? Oh. Yeah, that's, you know, like a, not this, but like in the 70s when we had Little House on the Prairie. You mm-hmm. could watch that with kids, and I was a kid at the time, so we did watch it. Or uh, The Waltons. Remember The Waltons? Yeah, I mean, that that's an outro that takes way too long. Yeah. Good so, night, whatever the heck your name is upstairs. Night, Mary Ellen. Mm. Night, John Boy. There we go. Stupid. Every night. Nobody does that. How many were there? 18. And who goes to bed at the same time? That's dumb. That's not even real. <laughs> hey, uh, on, on the Twitter, they're saying that Jefferson spin off of All in the Family. Yeah. Right. There you go. That's good. That was a long time ago. All right. Well, were you talking about from friends on or were you no, talking about all no, time? I'm talking about like, okay, yes. all time. Jefferson's. That's good. Definite spinoff. Uh, there was a spinoff of MASH, but uh, called Trapper John. Do you remember that? Nope. I don't think that went anywhere. It hmm. uh, didn't do well. I think Radar O'Reilly had a show too, didn't he? Was that a spinoff or was that a whole separate thing? And are any of those people even alive anymore? <laughs> Shows how stinking old I've become. What? Sad. No, you're young and spry, Sad. especially because you work in the same building as Jeffy. So you always have that to compare yourself to. True. Perspective. That is true. Changes the median age in this building by... A couple centuries. And speaking of uh, old things, archaeologists have uncovered the remains of a man crushed <laughs> as he fled the volcano at, uh, not Hawaii, Pompeii. This is sad. So this man. was a long time ago. A man managed to escape the first eruptive fury of Mount Vesuvius in AD 79, only to be crushed beneath a block of stone 
hurled by <laughs> the explosive volcanic cloud. See, this is something that happened to me. Yeah, yeah. You this survive. is a bad day. You survive <laughs> yeah. the initial blast and the lava flow mm-hmm. and the earthquakes, and then a flying stone crushes you to death. Ah, wow. Archaeologists working at the ancient uh, Roman city of Pompeii, Italy. This would be fun to do. I'd love to see this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Found the man's remains almost 2,000 years after he died. Stunning pictures from the scene show a skeleton pinned beneath the stone. The impact crushed the top of the man's body. His head is maybe even still buried beneath the block of stone. Oh, it decapitated him. And all you see... Oh, there it is. That's cool. Can we put that back up? All you see then is uh, his skeletal like chest cavity and lower torso. That there is, it is. Wow. Oops. Is it too soon to you know, make light of that? Because, I mean, that's... that's uh... No, it's not oh, too it's soon. Not, it's been we a don't while, know right? this guy. Okay, it's been a Let's while. Make sure, because that's a like I said, that's a bad day <laughs> that's right a, there. That's a really bad day. That is uh, all yeah. the luck. You know it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about uh, Mercury Real Estate Services. Real estate agents I trust. This is something put together by Glenn and Tanya after they had a bad experience with their realtor, and they didn't want you to have to go through it too. So they decided, well, how can how can you find really good realtors? Well, you need to look for certain things, like what kind of experience do they have? What are the, what's their marketing plan? Uh, what kind of character do they have? And what kind of results have they gotten for their clients in the past? Those are the barometers Glenn's team uses to ensure that the network is made up of only the best agents in America. And they're fans of the show, so you've got that in common, too. So if you're trying to sell your house, obviously... You want to sell it quickly because if it's on the market for a long time, that just hurts the value and you're going to lose money on it. And you don't want to do that. You want to sell it fast and for the most money possible. So go to realestateagentsitrust.com and we'll introduce you to the best agent in your area. Let our agents earn your business. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. Seems like everybody's talking about this new rap video by uh, Childish Gambino. Is this the one where, because I think I saw it, It's it's been such a big deal online. He walks through a bunch of different venues, mm-hmm. <clears throat> a bunch of different situations, shoots people in the head, keeps going, all the while rapping and dancing. Is it that? That's the one. Takes his shirt off, I think. Mm-hmm. And the name of the song is This Is America. So my thought is, this is not pro-America, this song, (laughs) necessarily, uh, (laughs) by Childish Gambino. And we stumbled onto something great with uh, Kendrick Lamar's song uh, with the lyric in it, show me where your your grandma stay, or where your grandma stay. Thank you. Don't act like you don't know. You did that on purpose. Where your grandma stay. Thank you. We were so moved by that. Hashtag. Hashtag where your grandma stay. Uh (laughs) Hashtag Ambien made me do it. (laughs) Now, this is America. Some brilliant lyrics in this thing. Mm. You know? Um, 
and it it moves me every time I I read rap lyrics. Do you do that a lot? Like a like, lot. A lot of people read like books I do it of a poetry, lot. Mm-hmm. and it's, you just well. I mean, is there anything better than rap lyric as po- poetry? I mean, listen to this. Okay, what do we got? <clears throat> it starts out like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on, hold on. A and second. then it it gets a little deeper than that, that though. I don't follow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then he continues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go away. And he repeats that a few times because he really. My thought is, really wants it to sink in Poetry. that he's saying, yeah. Poetry. But then it gets so sublime and so deep that most people aren't going to get the subtle nuances of this song. We just want a party. Party just for you. We just want the money. Money just for you. I know you want a party party just for me girl you got me dancing yeah girl you got me dancing dance and shake the frame we just want a party yeah party just for you yeah we just want the money yeah money just for you you i know you want a party yeah party just for me yeah girl you got me dancing yeah girl you got me dancing Dance and shake the frame, you. This is America. Don't catch you slipping up. Don't catch you slipping up. Look what I'm whipping up. This is America. Woo. Don't catch you slipping up. Don't catch you slipping up. Look what I'm whipping up. Huh? I mean that. Are uh, you feeling it? All up in here? Because for me, this is as poignant as it gets, and I'm fighting the tears back. This is so powerful. It maybe calls for some musical accompaniment. This is America. Skirt, skirt, woo. Don't catch you slipping up, I. I. Look at how I'm living now. Police be tripping now, woo. Yeah, this is America. Woo, I. Guns in my area, word my area. I got the strap. I, I, I gotta carry him. Yeah, yeah. I'ma go into this. Uh. Yeah, yeah. This is gorilla. Woo. I think you know what he's trying to say there. I think that was a remix version right there. It's really. That worked nicely. Yeah, didn't it? Wow. Didn't it? A little later on, he. You know, oh, there's more. Yeah, wait. I mean, I, wait, th- you can't cram that much poetic. That's what I thought. Into that's what I thought. But then you turn what? the page, and there's so much more depth. Look how I'm geeking out. I'm so fitted. Yeah, I'm so fitted. Woo. I'm on Gucci. I'm on Gucci. I'm so pretty. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get it. I am gonna get it. Watch me move, Blau. Wow. Sorry, continue. <clears throat> this is Selly. Ha. That's a tool, yeah. On my Kodak, woo black. Ooh, know that? Yeah, know that. Hold on. Get it. Get it. Get it. Ooh. No, what? work it. 21. 
Hunted bands, hunted bands, hunted bands. Contraband, contraband, contraband. I got the plug on Oaxaca. Woo! They go find you that blocka. Blau. Give me those lyrics right now. That's powerful, my friends. If I didn't know better, I think you were just making stuff up on the fly. (laughs) That's the number one rap song in America right now. I mean, we are. And with good reason, obviously. I mean, you could just see Thomas Jefferson (laughs) landing into this year right now. Well, if they saw that poignant, uh, I guess, rebuke of the country they founded, I think they'd be ashamed of themselves. Mm. Uh, because that's that's powerful. What is blau, pray tell? <laughs> Please What's don't a, don't act like you don't know. What's a hunted band? And uh, he says it over and over. Yeah. Hunted bands, hunted bands. And then he looks. At, oh, bands. that's my friend Ben Franklin. Uh, that's his face. I think. That's oh, what is that it, what it I is? think it's probably a okay. wad of hundreds. Yeah, I don't probably, know. Probably is. <laughs> probably is. World? But it's a strange video, and he he he's shooting people in the head, and then he and then normally after doing that, so you need the visual to know how anti-American this is. This is. Gross. But then after he shoots people in the head, it then it's always this is America. Ah, come on, man. Ah. But hey, we're a healthy society, right, Pat? But it's I totally mean, healthy. I mean, we are here for the yeah. long haul. Mm-hmm. This is why people are building luxury doomsday bunkers with swimming pools and theaters. They're all the rage right now. All the rage. And, you know, it's not conservatives doing this. These are billionaire uh, liberals who are making these incredible palaces out of doomsday bunkers. So mm. they're on the, I mean, they're thinking something's going wrong, too. Okay, so wait a minute. Wait a minute. Would you rather have a doomsday bunker or a fifty-four million dollar private jet? Yeah, it's tough. Man, it's tough. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, why, why, why should you have to decide when? Like, you, I, I should have both. That's Kenneth Copeland worth you know however hundred millions have of dollars. He could have yeah. both. Because you know you can't get there with just a crappy regular house. You got to have this luxury doomsday bunker, tube full of and demons. Then you got to spread things around the world mm-hmm. with your fifty-four million dollar jet, yo. All up in here. I mean, you can't buy yeah. turkeys for Thanksgiving for no. hungry people. No, no. With fifty-four million, you it gotta would cost have a you jet. like two hundred million to do that. You gotta so. Have a jet. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Pat Gray unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.